Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And honestly, today we're just going to get back into the swing of things. Uh, we just wanted to let you guys know out there, if you care, that we're live. Um, so there's not going to be a, a real big structure to this. Uh, we've got a couple stories in the news desk. Uh, we've got some Big Brother topics to cover because that's right around the corner. Um, we've got uh, Mount Rushmore, Pick Your Poison. Uh, we're going to test run a new segment we're going to get into some sports and then finish up with what are we watching watching what are we listening to uh before we get started please follow us on instagram at modern lazy you can follow us there and get show updates uh follow us on apple podcast uh there's a follow button now or and on spotify there's a follow button so follow us on those two places and you can know when an episode drops um but without further ado let's get into the show what's up man what been a no, minute. It's been a long minute. I feel like we say that a lot, but, I know. but we, May, we'll keep saying it. May was crazy. I had finals, and then we moved. Yeah. So we were, like, moving the entire month of May. Uh, we got the keys a month early, so we were. it was, like, a slow, like, when we could. Not moving sucks. Take a few loads, and then like that, that last. <laughs> that last. It's good to be back. <laughs> that last weekend was just, like, the big push. Oop. Okay, last one. Okay, okay, I'm done. Did you get that pool set up? Got a pool set up. Nice. Got a pool set up. Um, so it's been kind of nice. That's a legit um, back porch patio deck you got there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Came over to watch the draft. Had a and great then time. I've got a propane, my propane grill, my Traeger, and then Lauren for early Father's Day got me a uh, Blackstone type. I say, that's such a dad setup. Dude, it's such a dad setup, dude. So. <laughs> This summer is going to be good. You're going to have to bring Ellie over, and y'all come over and swim, and we can sit on the porch. and We'll just drink beer and make sure. We'll monitor. Yeah. It's very important. And it's like 48 inches deep. You know, oh, Land- I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to press <laughs> the button. Landry can touch. I mean, obviously, Ellie would, you know. She'd have, be struggling. She'd struggle. We'd, we'd let her struggle for a minute. <laughs> but we got floaties. Life's and, not easy, honey. <laughs> we got floaties and and. Little swim noodles and all that. Dude, swim noodles are the best. Yeah, you could make like your own little structure. Oh yeah, there's certain ways you can do it. I could just lay on a on a pool noodle for like an hour. Yep. So yeah, Um, yeah, feeling good. Uh, Just a forewarning, I did go to CC's before we came, so uh, there may be some breaks and pauses. (laughs) There might be some uh, some news at the ten o'clock hour. CC shut down. (laughs) Dude, I put in a Jordan flu game performance. On both ends of the floor, pizza, <laughs> the pizza and the dessert. The salad bar was completely ignored by me. Yes, it was. <laughs> cinnamon roll, dude. I cannot, I cannot resist their cinnamon oh, rolls. I, I can't blame you. And they're like brownies with powdered sugar. And then that now they brought back. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but they used to have like the pizza shaped dessert. Of course, I remember. And it was like Bavarian cream or something. They brought that back. I really like so the. Uh, it was like a taco pizza. They had that. That was they, always a wild card, but I I remember always liking that. They had the macaroni and cheese pizza. They with had the a good barbecue one they last barbecue, time I went. Yeah. You always got You can't just go for like pepperoni. You no, gotta you gotta you get, get that weird. anywhere. Yeah, so. exactly. You gotta get the weird stuff that's only at CC's. <clears throat> but yeah, no. It, Y'all play some games. Uh, Landry did while we ate. So give us some peace and quiet. <laughs> but they right. do it. They do it different now. They do it like, um, excuse me. They do it like, uh, like Dave and Buster's or like main event where they give you a card, a card. Now it's not cash or quarters or anything. Oh, for the games. Hey, man, for yeah, the pizza. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, or like the the movie theater, the new movie theater. Yeah, they, that's probably just the way it's going. Yeah, I guess because yeah. everyone does that. It eliminates having a coin machine and all yeah. that or coin cha- changers. So that's yeah. cool too because like. At, 
showbiz like you're talking about like i still got money on my card so when i go back i got well, a little balance we, left we over. got yeah we got money on the card and then we also have, we're keeping up with his tickets because we're he wants a big prize dude that's why i tell ellie's like, you got to save because she's like what can i get can i get this no you can get this eraser right here because you barely played and you she always has to get that instant gratification mm-hmm. of a toy well that's even landry at seven he still i have to t- tell him and remind him like no, you see that big thing up there? That's what you want. That's what we're working towards. Yeah, so. like it's going to take a minute. Yeah. We're going to have to come back. That's what I say. If we come back and we, I was like, you let me play some of these games because she fucking sucks at skeet ball. Yeah. But she insists on playing it and it's so frustrating. That's why Landry is. He wants to play like the fun games. I'm like, no, Landry, you get the most bang for your buck ticket per dollar. Like, yeah. At I, like, this like they game. have like a monopoly. It's like spin the dice. Yeah. If we're going to shoot hoops, let me get them buckets. Yeah. Because yeah. we know your shot is shit. You know, <laughs> you get weak sauce. Yeah. Get that out of here. <laughs> uh, so what's been going on with you? Well, quite a bit since it's been three months, maybe. I don't think it's been that long. Last last we recorded was uh, the slap, the Will Smith oh, on shit, Chris, yeah. Chris Rock. Damn. Okay. So it's been a minute, but um, man, I don't do anything. Um, what happened last weekend, though, that was actually pretty fun. Uh, it was Ellie's actual birthday. Because the week before, we had her birthday party at my sister's house and my brother-in-law. And when we I got there early to set up. So I go in to, you know, like set up banners and we had a pinata. I go in and my brother-in-law's on his hands and knees, like cleaning up throw up because they had a party the night before for his 40th. Uh And he, his first, he just looked up at me. He goes, man, I went too hard last night. He just went back to scrubbing his throw up. So I was like, great. About to have a kid's party here, and it smells like puke. That's what I thought. Like, I thought, like, maybe a dog or a kid threw no, up. No, he threw up. He goes, throw up. he's like, I slept on this couch last night, and I rolled over and threw up over myself. And I was like, great. I'm glad my daughter's coming <laughs> over for a birthday party in 30 minutes. But it worked out because, you know, they just have more room there. They have, like, yeah. they live on some acreage, and they had a, um, because we looked into getting a bounce house. Those are fucking expensive. Yep. They were going to take it to Urban Air. That was fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. So we go, hey, Alicia, can we come to your house? And then just, like, mooch off all your stuff. So they had a, they had their own bounce house, but it was one of those ones that's like 15, 20 feet high. It's yeah. a water slide. Yeah. Because that was for my brother-in-law, Brett, and all his friends. Mm-hmm. They had like a legit party. and But the kids, you know, they, they had fun going down there and just they have like a little, they have a pool like yours and just, you know, swing set. Um, so that, that was her, that was her birthday parties a week early. And then last week was her, was her actual birthday. And we got to those roller skates and she looks like a, you know, like a duckling on ice yeah. trying to go. It's just difficult to learn. Like. Trying to give her pointers, but it's just going to take a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, get back later that day, and we smell like I thought Owen like you know dropped a deuce, so I went to go change him. I said, "No, he's he's fine." And then we follow the smell. Turns out we had a pretty big gas leak in the house coming from our hot um, hot water cooler located here. So luckily, my dad was at the house with me. So Claire just took the kids and left, and we had to call Atmos. You know, we mm-hmm. turned we turned off the gas. We opened up all the doors, so it started to dissipate. But then the guy comes out, and he was actually really – I won't give his name because what he did, he wasn't supposed to. But he was super cool. And instead of being like, they're not even supposed to come in the house. You right, know, they're yeah. spo- you're know, you supposed to locate it and turn turn off the gas, locate the gas leak, and then you have to call like a plumber or, or like yeah. an electrician to, lo- to you know, handle it from there, like seal it before they do anything. And it's like a whole process. He was like, it would have taken days and cost you like a 1000 bucks. But my dad worked for the gas company for like 20 years before he switched to where he is now. And so my dad was like, they worked, they knew mutual people. My dad was like, you know, so-and-so still worked there. You know, this guy, my wife, you know, he's like my wife, my mom, like used to be work with this people in downtown. And they just, they, he, he just like formed a friend. My dad was like Good doing that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. He was like, so the guy was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to help y'all out. So he came in. It, it was basically like on the coil strip that goes to the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. It was like a, 
it just takes a little bit of gas leak, you know, but that's all it was. So he put like some sealant on it, put it back together, went outside, fucked with the box outside, and he was done in like 30 minutes. So I was like, man, I got $20. That's all I got in my <laughs> wallet, you know, other than like a bunch of, I got like a $2 bill and three ones, but I'm not going to give them that weird amount. So I was like, here, take 20 and, you know, just really hooked us up. Probably worth more, but I mean, you did, you gave what you could. I did what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I was, so that was her birthday. Uh, later on, Ellie threw up everywhere. So she oh, didn't cool. have the best birthday, but she'll remember it. You know, she's five. When she and do? She's she had like, a good time. I hope she's not like me. From like the ages like five until like 14 every year, like clockwork on my birthday, I was sick. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know, man. She 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 called it. She just said she didn't feel good and she had to throw up. So, you know, you kind of like drag her. Okay, let me go. I usually get her like this mixing bowl and i put a bag in it mm-hmm. like line it mm-hmm. and while i was doing that she just threw up right here in the bathroom or in the living or in, sorry kitchen so i was like okay you're really you know you really don't feel good and then she threw up again another time but i don't know she felt she felt better so I, we it ended up just watching a movie yeah, yeah yeah um and then sunday we're leaving to go to surfside beach here in texas oh nice yeah so i'll i'll, I'll be off like nine out of the next 10 days because i'll come back thursday i'll work friday and then i'm off Saturday, Sunday, and Monday we observe Juneteenth. You know mm-hmm. that new that new federal holiday. So yeah, just getting through tomorrow. Hopefully this will be out for tomorrow, so I can just like listen to this. Yeah. I'll, well, yeah. this is gonna be a good four or five hours, so it's like the whole <laughs> time I'm on the streets. I'll just listen to this, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to pack, and we're riding down with. It's like my whole family's going. You oh, know, like my cool, parents. We, we rented like a legit beach house, so when yeah. you split it, you know, it's like a couple grand to have mm-hmm. it for a few days or whatever. So it's like. When you split it up, you know, it's not so bad. So the whole family's going. We got a big grocery order in today, and I got to pack after this. But, I don't know, pack, is packing for easy for you, too? Or, for me, yes. Yeah, Claire's always like, oh, I'm so stressed out. I was like, why? You put three pairs of pants or, you know, shorts, a couple shirts, some socks, underwear. I was like, you're, you're, you're done right yeah, there. I put in however many days we're going. I put in that many underwear plus one because you never know. <laughs> plus you never, one. You never know. You add one. Yeah, yeah, and then, smart. dude, a couple pairs of shorts. If yeah. you're going to the beach, like one pair. So I told her, she stresses out. She's like dreading packing. And I was like, I'll do it for you. You know, like just a couple clothes. I was like, we're going to take a couple games. We Take a book. We just did that. But women, like, I don't know about you, but for me, I just pack for me. I just packed, but Lauren has a pack for her. Yeah, him. I told her I'd pack for the for the kids, and it's adorable too because she got like a little bathing suit for Owen and little sunglasses, mm-hmm. and little kids wearing like non little kid stuff, like a little kid in a suit or a little kid in sunglasses. It's fucking adorable. Oh yeah. So we you know we like put his little outfit on him and little sunglasses, and <laughs> it was pretty. Cute. It has been a long time because he is so big from yeah. the last time I saw him. Yeah, five months now. It's a little crazy, chonker. Man. Yep. Um, yeah, we just did that. We went down to New Braunfels, New Braunfels, uh, that's a weird one to see her aunt and uncle. They, they've got a house on the river there. And so that's a really cool town. Oh, it was really cool. Um, so yeah, I just packed for me and then Lauren's got to pack the makeup and hair stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah. And to me, it's like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to bring all that. Right. Nope. I guess, I don't know. I'm not going to tell her how to present herself, but it's like. You're good, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, I don't. You don't have to wear all that for me. Yeah, so You're trying to get some stud on the beach. I guess do your thing. We just did that. We just did that song and dance. So what? You found a stud on the beach? Oh, you went on a trip. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. No, I would have texted you as soon as I found a stud on the beach. <laughs> Check out this fucking hunk. <laughs> Damn! I'd say wait till he walks around you and then get a picture of that butt. 
See that donk? Yeah, I gotta see that. I gotta see that bounce. All right, man. Let's get on to the news desk. All right, and our first story. Headline reads, Geico may have to pay $5.2 million to a woman who got an STD in an insured car. The Missouri Court of Appeals is siding with a woman who won a $5.2 million award against Geico in a case that centers on a unique auto injury claim. The woman says she contracted a, uh, contracted a sexually transmitted disease in a Hyundai sedan whose owner was insured by Geico. Mm. The woman identified in court papers as... I guess they're giving her, her initials, initials STD. <laughs> M.O. <laughs> Says a man identified as MB infected her with the human papilloma, human papilloma virus or HPV Ooh. when they had unprotected sex in his 2014 Hyundai Genesis. She said the man was negligent and didn't tell her about his health diagnosis despite having a throat cancer tumor that was confirmed to be positive for HPV. God damn. Yeah. Uh, the sexual encounter took place in 2017 because the car was covered by Geico at the time. MO says the company is obligated to compensate her for contracting HPV from its owner in the vehicle, uh, citing medical expenses and her pain and suffering. The two signed an arbitration agreement in March of 2021, agreeing to settle their dispute. Roughly two months later, an arbiter awarded MO $5.2 million, saying the sum would, quote, fairly and justly compensate her. This seems like a slippery slope. Well, I don't get how her getting dicked down in a Hyundai is liability for Geico. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing because you think a lot of people probably contract stuff. and I've done stuff in the back of a car that, based on this, I, I'm glad there's, like, statute limitations. <laughs> uh, let me read on. The insurance giant said it hadn't been given a chance to defend itself, violating its constitutional rights to due process and access to the courts. But in, in its ruling this week, two judges in the Missouri Court of Appeals Western District said GEICO had numerous chances to act on its own behalf. Um, GEICO is also fighting the large award deficit in court. MO now has has now won three victories in Missouri. Damn. But in April of 2021, GEICO sued both MO and MB in federal court, asking the court to rule that the insurance company isn't liable for the woman being infected with HPV and that it doesn't have a duty to defend the man from her claims against him. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't I don't get how Geico's a plaintiff in all this. So if you're gonna give oh, some wait, was it Geico? Is that what you said? Geico, yeah. Geico, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna give somebody V D, just make sure you're uninsured. Yeah, I guess that's the that's the make only sure answer. Make sure you're uninsured. So this guy is getting or Geico's getting sued for this guy being uh responsible, I guess. Okay, two questions. Yep. Would you get an STD for $5.2 million? Depending on which one, yeah. They can't kill you. They can't? Yeah. STDs can't yeah. kill you? Well, HIV. AIDS. That's not an STD, though, is it? It's an immune system. Like oh, You got it from sex a lot, It's like though. bodily fluids, though. It's not like it's going to affect your junk. Oh, true. Yeah, I definitely, I think I would. Because exactly. I don't I'll... use my junk nowadays anyway. <laughs> I really if you do, it's only like, you know, one person. Is, what, are you going to infect her, too? Guess what? We're both millionaires yeah, now. Well, you want to go to the beach? <laughs> cool. <laughs> you want to rent a bike and then let some poor bastard ride it after you? <laughs> no. For $5.2 million, hell yeah. I'm getting all the STDs. Yep. That's a good and Second question. If you're Geico, don't you just like settle this immediately so people don't talk about it like this? Absolutely. Why? why? I mean, they're probably worth 
a billion dollars. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing to them. I would have been like, okay, sure. I guess, like you said, slippery slope, but make them sign an NDA or something. Send the lizard in there with a fucking briefcase and get <laughs> it fucking done. He's obviously a gecko, man. He's a gecko. <laughs> get it done. He walks in with a little briefcase. He's like, hold on, I got a lot more of these. Yeah, it's going to take a while. I've got 300 more of these. <laughs> but yeah, you would think Geico would just be like, settle this and make them sign an NDA so this doesn't come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, visitor. Yep. Ellie. Hello, Ellie. Ellie grinning like an idiot. What are you doing? She's got a big old grin on her face. Uh-oh, we got an Ellie appearance. Okay, say something you have to go. What do you want to say? I don't know. You don't know? You came all the way in here to say you don't know? Okay, so that was Ellie. Sorry about that little interruption, but, you know, recording with kids, that's going to happen. So, next news item. we got some big brother news. On yeah. my new, one of, one of my new favorite times of the year is up, coming up. So, we've got some big brother news. Um, let's start with, uh, let's start with the one you sent me earlier this week. Um, if anybody has ever seen big brother, especially season two, uh, you know, the iconic first Alliance ever chill town. It was Mike Boogie, Dr. Will formed chill town. One of the greatest alliances ever. Uh, but I guess their bond isn't as tight as I thought because the, the story you sent me, it, the headline reads, Big Brothers, Mike Boogie found guilty of stalking Dr. Will Kirby. This is wild. It's like a year old, too. It's like, how did we miss this? So it reads, Big Brother alum and past winner Mike Boogie Malin has been found guilty of felony stalking fellow alum Dr. Will Kirby. Mike has been sentenced to two years of probation. The sentencing comes after he was arrested back in uh August of 2019, he was later arrested again in November of 2020 in Las Vegas for driving under the influence. For those who are not familiar with the Big Brother Legends, Mike, better known as Boogie, amongst the fandom, first competed inside the BB house uh, during the second season of the show. During the season, Mike competed alongside fellow BB legend Dr. Will Kirby, who went on to win the season. Mike returned for season, season seven, in which he ultimately ended up winning. He later came back into the house for a third time during season 14, initially playing as a coach. While Mike and Will were inseparable, uh, were an inseparable duo on the show. Will is now begging Mike for some space. Twenty years later, according to Us Weekly, Mike was just sentenced to two years of probation after after he's found guilty of stalking his former co-star. When Mike was first arrested for stalking Will, he pled not guilty. However, he later changed his initial plea to nolo contendere or no contest. In doing so, Mike waived his right to a trial. Mike later appeared in court uh, back in April, during which he was given two years probation. Um, such a weird story. It's so weird. Um, I would have thought they would have been like, not best friends, but like friends for life because you would think you have like this special bond you form in the yeah. house and mm-hmm. then to come back together and do it again mm-hmm. and both be winners. And I don't know. I mean, I could see why, cause I don't know, like Dr. Will would come back on future seasons and he would host a jury. He would always do the finale. He, he jury. had like a life after, and he's a doctor. He's like a real doctor. I think he's a dermatologist. He's a, yeah, and he's now, he's since moved into, if, and if you've seen him lately, he's moved into the plastic surgery side of things. Oh, he's he looks, very plastic surgery. Yeah, he, yeah. He had some, op- he, him and weird. Meg Ryan are like a couple for each <laughs> other. Right. Um, and I think, I think Boogie might have been a bartender, which, no and, knock on and, that. And but restaurant owner. Like, oh, actually, I think, I think, he, was he, a I think he did buy a restaurant, which can be a, probably I would think a kind of slippery business, you know, like highs and lows. Well, it's very, it's very volatile. I mean, yeah. it's very high risk so i could see him kind of falling on some dark times so i think i read something in here um 
skipping some, but it says these legal troubles are not a first for the former Big Brother star. Mike first found himself caught up with the law back in 2011, five years after he won a half million dollars. At the time, Mike was being sued for embezzlement. He ultimately he was ultimately ordered to pay eight hundred thousand well all well over all his Big Brother earnings combined. Damn. Since then, Mike has grown quite the legal uh, list of legal troubles. It is unknown when Mike's uh, hearing for his felony stalking will take place. Uh, it's not in this article, but I read another one. He was basically like he was hounding Will to do uh, reality TV. Like, like as a duo to make money to make money. Yeah, that's how and, I see it. He's like, "Hey, you can do me this favor and let's go make an appearance together." Yeah, you know, because dang, so he really did fall in some hard times. That's probably his means of income. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's since been granted a, an additional ten year restraining order preventing Malin wow. from coming near him, his family, or any of the sixty six laser away clinics. And that's really just like it's just embarrassing. really sad. It's, and sad, yeah. But the fact that I don't know that. It fell so hard, and you know their divide is so great now. Because I would like to think they'd be friends for life. Like that was the alliance that like really got me into Big Brother. Well, that that that's the godfather of all alliances. Yeah. It was like the first alliance, and they they did a great job. You know, yeah. like they were just like the best in the diary room together, like mm-hmm. fake calling each other, and I mean they but, just set the blueprint as how yep. to like play Big Brother. That's when Big Brother was like ruthless. Yep. You know, people weren't afraid of their image. Like social media wasn't a thing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, okay, so Big Brother Twenty Four, we've got some news on that. Not nothing on cast, but uh, it premieres July sixth. Rapidly approaching. Julie Chen Moonvez is returning. Oh. Bruh. No. Damn it. Fuck it. I was gonna do the fart noise. Fuck it. Um, we are getting a ninety-minute premiere episode, as we should. Um, and I tried researching, trying to find some spoilers on cast. I couldn't find anything. They're they're doing a pretty good job. On Here's keeping a spoiler: that. they're all Instagram influencers, probably. So they're all new house guests. So potentially no returning players. Oh, that's good. Um, now I did get on Reddit on the big B, uh, BB Reddit, um, and I know you watch the show, but uh, Derek X and Claire are spotted filming Amazing Race. I did see hear something about so, that because they were like someone was like, "Now I got to watch Amazing Race." Yeah, so now they're going to be on Amazing Race. I saw something too. We're like. 10 X members and like seven from this past year are going to be on the challenge, the MTV yeah. version, mm-hmm. yep. which is pretty much where big brother's headed now where it's like, Hey, let's do some competitions. And then y'all go hook up, you know, <laughs> yeah. go party. And it's like, man, I like the whole gameplay of big brother. I don't give a fuck about what people are flirting with each other okay. or something like that. It's a good transition for me. So if you like the gameplay aspect, we've been gone so long in between recordings that I've watched the entire catalog of, Big Brother Canada. Dude, you really delve deep into Big Brother. Like, when we first started this, you would literally oh, check dude. out when dude, I would I talk. would sit back in my and chair. I, yeah, and I'd be like, you got any questions? You're like, wait, what, are you done? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I just talked about whole season of Big Brother. Now this guy's like, you need to watch Big Brother Canada. I'm watching all <laughs> the seasons of Canada. So, it is hot take. <laughs> Big Brother Canada is better than anything that BBUS has put out since season 16 damn in the last eight years wow they're all real people except for season nine um season nine was the worst by far because there was too much i'm trying to tread lightly given today's climate there was too many people who were who had an issue or not an issue but like they were playing for an issue or playing for an agenda like on behalf of this 
They're trying to marginal, like a group. marginalized group of people, and that's not how you play Big Brother. The personal, the personalities weren't great, but like season one through four, I'd put it up there with any season of Big Brother US. It really comes down to casting. They have to get the right people. You know, they Dude, have to get great. normal people who don't have a following on Instagram. It was great. Season one through four was great. You know, in you know everything up until nine. They just finished ten, and from everything I've read on like Reddit, like it's one of the best seasons ever. Do, um, can you watch ten live, or do you have to wait until it's on Paramount? Or ten something? is finished because they do they do uh, like spring for us. So I think they start in like February. It's like their Canadian Football League too. Yeah. Isn't that in the spring? Well, yeah, <laughs> they do it in the spring. But there's so many good personalities. They have like legendary players that would do well here but they're all gameplay nobody's there like worrying about their image or God, i wish we had that here dude, it's it's very good and, and it's hard to see america's version going back to going that. going back yeah like it's always going to be about hey i'm so-and-so and whatever i have this fault you know i don't know i shouldn't have went into this tangent but it, it's just not about the gameplay anymore it's more about putting yourself out there and getting your image out there no, for your life this is very much gameplay oriented and they don't, and they and they're doing it for four hundred thousand dollars less. <laughs> Their grand prize is only a hundred grand. That's a lot. They do seven fifty now. And oh yeah, so they're, <laughs> yeah, they're doing it for quite a bit less. Wow! But it's all it's all gameplay. It's um, I don't know. It's it's just it's a superior product. It's a much better product than what we get here. And That's, that sucks. I read another article today saying, hey, are they gonna? Is BBUS going to feel the pressure from fans to make it more like BB Canada? Is there a petition that I can sign? Uh, yeah, right. Because I would love to. I, I mean, obviously, a few people that would as well. Obviously, I'm going to watch 24 because I'm addicted to Big Brother. It's like the Cowboy season. Shit don't yeah. change, and we still watch it. We still watch it. Yeah. Um, but no, I would recommend it to you. Uh, if you got Paramount Plus, if not, I'll give you my login. I think we still do. Yeah, I would. I would start watching it. It's great. Season one through eight are great. When did they start? Like season one was from ten years ago. Season so one was yeah, twenty twelve. So okay. it's not ancient. Like if you go back to season two, right? You know, it looks like two thousand. It looks so crappy, and you're like, that was in high school at that point. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago, yeah. right? Yeah. So and the challenges are good. The twists, uh, the twists are so good. Um, they get Canada involved a lot. So you know they put out a vote, like. They had that a while for big for America. He was like America's vote or America's whatever. America's it's not player. like America's player. Yeah, that yeah. was it. But no, their twister. Yeah, I love shit like that. Why don't? Why do they go away? Dude, from their that? twister great. Um, the, and you probably saw from rewatching all this, but the, and they used to. Do, I don't know if they air it on the re-airs, but they used to be like you could text in to see mm-hmm. what could go with the slop. You know, like yeah. bologna and broccoli mm-hmm. is all you yeah. could eat for a week. Yep. I used to love interacting with all that. Even yep. if it cost me 20 cents to send that text <laughs> yeah, message, I was still sending it. Right, yeah. No, it's I great. wish they would go back to more stuff like that. Like, I've even got Lauren watching it. Yeah. Because I would be watching Big Brother Canada, and she'd pop into the room, like, putting clothes away, and I'd, she'd stop, watch for a couple seconds, and walk back out. you tell her those clothes ain't going to fold themselves. <laughs> a few minutes later, <laughs> she'd come back in, stop, and watch for a little bit longer, and ask, well, what happened to this when I was in here earlier? So now she's watching. <laughs> and you pause, you go, let me explain. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of drama going on right now, okay? Dude, in, in Big Brother Canada, there is. It's very good. That's, it's very, that's very, what I love good. about it. It's like, hold on. I have to tell you everything. Yes. Like, I can't just fill like you in in 30 three, seconds. This is like a three-week lead up. Yeah, I can't just, happened. yeah, there's no 60-second recap no. here. Like, you got like, let's just start over. So uh, 
She's like, so what's the best Big Brother season for me to start on? I was like, just start season ten. Yeah, that that to me kicks off like the modern era of of Big Brother. So she's watching. If you remember, Dan, uh, you know, probably one of the best players of all time. I agree. Dan, he's Mem- on he's on her Mount Rushmore. Dan, Memphis. Uh, you know, Jerry. Memphis and Christmas are married now. Weird. After Christmas, named her child loyal, or was it loyalty, or something yeah. like that? And it's like, oh, so then fuck. you cheated on your baby's daddy with Memphis. I hate the mixologist. Yeah, the, yeah, he's not a bartender; he's a mixologist. mixologist. But yeah, that was a great season. It was like Dan, Memphis, Jerry, the old man, oh, Rennie. Rennie got on my fucking nerves, mm-hmm. but then she then she warmed up, and I was yeah. like, you know what? That'd be like your crazy aunt. That it's like I'll, I can see you on holidays. I just can't. Go to your house. Yeah, I can't see you throughout the year. No, you, you can't like live in my house, but if I saw you on holidays, yeah, she's cool. Uh Jesse. Jesse's douchebag. Douchebag. But I was like, babe, you're in for such a treat. I was like, Dan's funeral is this this season, the meltdown freak out uh on um <laughs> what's your name's birthday. Where they're like everybody like fights for like three hours. Oh, and that was so and, awkward. And then it's her birthday, and they're all singing happy. They birthday. all sing the most pathetic version. <laughs> and they're of like, happy "Who birthday. wants cake?" <laughs> Libra. Is it, it? Oh yeah, it was Libra and somebody Libra going at and it. Jesse. It was and Jesse. Jesse's feud with Remy, which Jesse's like a bodybuilder, and was it Remy or Rennie? Rennie. Rennie's like this sixty-something-year-old grandma from and, New Orleans. From New Orleans, yeah, big character, but she had like this hatred of a feud with Jesse, who's like some twenty-something-year-old bodybuilder. It's like. Just such a weird feud, but that's Big Brother, man. Yeah, so that's, that's when they used to get actual characters, yep. but but actually, but people were still themselves. And I told Lauren, I was like, "Man, I can't fucking stand Jesse." And she's like, "Why?" I was like, "Cause the producers wanted Jesse to work so bad, like they brought him. They back brought him back for several on seasons. twelve, yeah, and then like maybe fourteen. So and then, like, and then not even gameplay. He would come in just to host a contest. Yeah, I told her like they can't, they bring him back in twelve to play. Or it might have been eleven. It might have been the very next season. Then they brought him back like two more seasons to like host things. Yeah, they they were they they were pushing Jesse on it's us. Like quite he hard. is, he's he's a bag of meat with muscles and like nothing going on. No, no, I didn't. Like like this him. is not. And the he's dude. like the most self centered like well, he's a narcissist. Oh, that's true. I guess most of them are. I mean, they're they all thought thi- they were God's gift to us. Their all. one thing is they they work on their physique and how they <laughs> I look. Remember, I remember when he won an HOH and he's showing pictures like, "Yep, yeah, here's me like greasing up my thighs," and people are like, "Oh, cool!" So it's just like usually it's pictures of your family, family. and he's like, "Yep, yeah, here's me uh, at a bodybuilding contest." It's just me because I'm all that matters. Yeah, it's just nothing but pictures of I him, have, and it's like that explains everything. I'm you extremely need to know. sad inside and I have nobody else. Exactly, <laughs> you got no one else to love me, so I love me some Jesse. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's get into some stories from the internet. Uh, we only got a couple. We're, we'll go through these pretty quick. Uh, headline reads, man prays for taking terminally ill friend's virginity. Oh, God. That's, not, that's a fucked up headline. I, I just chose a headline uh, off a off headline alone. Uh, commenters praised a man for taking his terminally ill friend's virginity after she said she wanted to have sex before she died. Oh, wait. They're praising him? Like, you're a hero? That's... I thought you said praise. Praised. I thought it meant like P R E Y, like he prayed upon no. her. The anonymous oh, wow. man, known only as <laughs> Big Dick Johnson. <laughs> hey, she had to pick somebody. Why not go all out? <laughs> Dick you down till you're dead. <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> uh, known only as backslash sun grounding, posted about the situation and read his popular uh, true, uh, true Off My Chest subreddit, where it received nearly 23,000 upvotes and 800 comments. 
according to the center's, uh, I don't think, does that go with this? According to the center's CDC, the average age for a woman to lose her virginity or sexual intercourse is around 17.3 years, while men are closer to 17. I don't think that's supposed to go. Uh, maybe it is. In the title, po- in the title posted... I, 31 male, took my terminally ill friend's virginity before she passed. The man said the two of them were friends were six years. He explained that when the, her cancer came back, she told everyone that she did not want to go through chemotherapy again, saying she wanted to enjoy the time she had left. Damn. Quote, today is her one-year anniversary since she passed, and I cannot stop thinking about her. The post read, the man recalled one night when all the friends were drinking, and she admitted that she was a virgin. She, uh, she added that she didn't want to, she wanted to lose to somebody she trusts before she dies. How old did you say how old she was? Um, let me see. I'm guessing let me, approximately. Let me close. look at the post. I'm hoping. She's 18. not like a Make-A-Wish foundation. Okay, we should probably stop making <laughs> death. I forgot she's actually dead, so that's my bad. Make-A-Wish. Okay, my bad. No more. Uh, no, I didn't say. Okay. It didn't say how old she was. Um, but apparently he got a... Uh, he got a dick to die for. Okay, no oh. more. That's the last one. Uh, today is her one year anniversary. She passed. I can't stop thinking about her. She was my friend for six years. Her cancer came back. Blah blah blah. One night when we we're all drinking, she admitted <laughs> that she was still a virgin. Uh, she didn't want to lose it to a stranger, at least somebody she trusts. That person was me. She didn't force me to do anything. I didn't want to do. She asked, but was willing to drop it and pretend it never happened. If I decided uh, not to, we decided to make it extra special. Got a nice hotel room. Got those fake candles all over the room to make it more quote unquote romantic. <laughs> it was the first time I had ever had sex with someone I loved, but wasn't in love with. If that makes sense, it was still a very intense experience, not in a bad way. There were still lots of emotions, even though she seemed happy. She got to lose her virginity to some. One she trust. Part of me wonders if I did take advantage. If I was wrong for saying yes, it's just hard because I miss her so much. But I'm glad. I'm still glad. At least I got to. I got to give her something before she left that dick. (laughs) (laughs) Such preteen boys. This is a very serious story. This has probably got like wholesome awards, and people were like. You know, we're making dick jokes and all kinds oh, of bad yeah, dude. jokes. It's got tons of awards. They're probably like, you're a real hero. And we're 20, like, he's got that dick to die for. <laughs> 25,300. How do you follow that up? Like, you're around sharing stories, you know, se- you know, sex stories. But like, I fucked a chick once so hard she died. Yeah. You just don't she didn't me. die of cancer. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't cancer. Oh, God. Well, fucking hell. He's a hero. All right. And here's uh, to the... The next story with even more upvotes. Today I fucked up by letting my boyfriend eat my ass. <laughs> I, told, I made the mistake of telling Claire about this story, and she tried to shame me into not telling it. So No, we're carry telling on. it. We're telling it. So my boyfriend kept telling me how excited he gets when, he, when thinking about eating ass. I've always been against it, but his constant repetition got me wondering what it would feel like, so we decided to give it a go. During foreplay, he asked me again if he could eat my ass, and I said yes. It felt so weird. (laughs) Got my abs tensing up. While looking down there, he decided to start fingering it, too. Jesus, I should have proofread this. The saliva was working as, as lube, so it wasn't painful or anything. <laughs> but I was feeling like I was going to... Pro- Time out. You didn't proofread this no. at all? All right. Okay. Continue. <laughs> You're in for a treat, my friend. It wasn't painful or anything, but I was feeling like, feeling like I was going to poop. I just ignored it and was just so lost pleasuring myself with my vibrator. Jesus. <laughs> when I orgasmed, I heard my boyfriend shout as, as if he was in pain. I was super stressed at this point, scared I might have pooped or something. He took... 
he took the face out and started staring at me. It was covered in brown, watery material, and he ended up throwing up on me. <laughs> Guess I got food poisoning or something and ended up diarying, diarrhea blasting him. <laughs> we discussed it after he had a shower. I wanted to cheer him up, so I told him I enjoyed it, except the poop part. Except he just, that, of course. He just sat there in shock for a while and told me he doesn't want to eat my ass again for a while. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't proofread it. I didn't proofread it. it. I think it's better when I don't proofread okay, it. Okay, now that's on the record forever for Landry to hear for generations of Edwards. Um, so edit, as someone pointed out, quote, they were basically in- inducing peristalsis of both the inner and outer sphincter while fingering and, vi- and vibrator. Yeah, apparently that's Makes you want to poop. Good to know. Edit number two. People are saying that my boyfriend is toxic and manipulative. Clearly don't know him. I let him talk about his fantasy. It turns me on. The world isn't black and white, and adults are capable of finding something previously unacceptable uh, to them acceptable. Edit number three. I keep getting spam from support saying that someone reached out to them. Just to make it clear, I'm not traumatized by this experience. find it slightly funny. No need to offer me emotional support in the messages either. Yeah, and... You don't have to read them, but a few comments down. There's one that says, so anyways, I just came out blasting. <laughs> yeah, see right here. <laughs> there were some great she comments. Had, she had to shoot her shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't believe he didn't proofread uh, that. You know what? Never proofread any stories I I'm ever not. send you. Did he get double barrel pink eye? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine calling into work the next day. It's like, oh, man. I got pink eye. How'd you get pink eye in both? Like, You're going to want to You got a Reddit down. account? Yeah, I'll send you a link. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, uh, it's like that. Uh, that scene in uh, what is it? Uh, the one where Seth Rogen gets Catherine Heigl pregnant, knocked up, knocked up. Oh yeah, old boy answers the door. I didn't and he's know like, you could get that either. You can get it from like poop particles. He's like, eye. did they fart directly in your eyes? <laughs> it's like, no, nah, man, I'm just it's really, really high. high. All right, so let's go after that. We need a palate cleanser. Okay, let's go it? on to Mount Rushmore. All right. Um, our Mount Rushmore, we wanted a softball one. We're just going to go easy. Our, today, our Mount Rushmore is over our our Mount Rushmore of uh, sports rival, rivalries. Now, I'll tell you, on mine, I avoided the big ones. I didn't put... <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. No, nah, with Pez. I, I wanted to find the fart button for that story, but I couldn't risk it. I think it's this one. I think it's the bottom one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I wasted that on a whole story about poop. Um... I didn't go easy ones. I didn't do Cowboys, Eagles. Yeah, I, didn't I, didn't. Do, I didn't do Red Sox, Yankees. I didn't do any of that. Um, you, I went, tried you, to, you did fucking soccer, didn't I you? Did, there's two soccer. I know. Me. I know. that You, you avoided because, that so you could include more soccer. No, 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 no. Listen, because I don't feel, for me, in the NFL anymore, there's no true rivalry. No, I didn't put a single because, NFL. Well, actually, I did, but it's no team. It's not two teams. How about it's that? two players. I won't tell you. So it's not like in my dad's day where you had, I forget who did it. It was maybe Bob Lilly, like, marched to the fucking Redskins locker room, threw open the door, and threw a wreath in there because it was going to be a fucking funeral. What a legend. There's none of that today. These guys hang out. Well, not since, um, was it T.O. and Jeff Teague on the 50-yard line? Like, that was the close. George Teague? That was a 40. (gasps) 49ers, which 49ers we had a great rivalry with, but since then they've kind of left us in the dust. So. Yeah, so in there's just there's not very many in, in soccer. There are 
Oh, there's guys that like hate each other. Hate passion. each other. There's fans that hate each other. There's riots. There's, there's deaths. Yes. Yeah. So no shit. The, yeah. I mean, they literally kill for that's it. That's kind of why. Uh, no, that's, that's too. If murders involved, I say there was a yeah. rivalry there. Yeah. That's for sure. So uh, you want to go? You want to do yours? Well, yeah. Uh, since I'm an one? asshole, I did Red Sox Yankees because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I just. I mean, it is one of the best ones ever. It, to me, it's. Probably the best in American sports, at least professional. Professional sports, hands down, it's the best in America. I said that it started in 1920 when Babe Ruth was sold to the Yankees. After that, in the 20s and 30s, the Red Stars started, or I'm sorry, the Yankees started the dynasty. Boston wouldn't win, would not win a World Series until 2004 when they overcame that 3 0 deficit mm-hmm. to the Yankees. To the so Yankees. that kind of ended the curse of the Bambino. But yeah, I mean, they hate each other. You know, you think of Pedro throwing down Zimmerman or Zimmer. Zimmer. Just Zimmer. Don Zimmer. Like, just pat like that's one game. If that's like a the Sunday night game on ESPN, I, I gotta yeah, watch, I'll watch that game. It, yeah, that's the only other like non Rangers game that's on TV. I'll stop and watch. See, and there were some other ones. Like, they from, hate each other from American sports. Like, I think it was Oilers. That's not America. Well, it's American Sports League. Oilers and maybe the Maple Leafs. Maybe the Flames. I bet if I was going to put a another one professional, it would probably be hockey, and it would have to be a Canadians. Like uh, the, yeah, it was Canadians and Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. That that was the one. Um, but just there's not because those lot. teams go, but they were like probably some of the original six. So they were, and that's like their life up there. You know, yeah. like we got other sports, which they obviously do do too, but. They, did, they just take hockey on a whole nother level. Um, so my first one, and I'll save the soccer ones for last, uh, Ohio State-Michigan. God damn it. Did you have that one? That was my next one. Let's okay. See if you got some sweet facts like that. I, I don't do, have though. facts. I just know, uh, like, for as much as Harbaugh has done at Michigan, like, he's like, oh, and whatever against Ohio State. Like, you can win all you want at Michigan. you got to beat Ohio you gotta State. you got to beat Ohio State and vice versa. Like, you've got to beat Michigan. Yeah. Well, it's um, the game. It's the game. That that tells you everything to know. It's the game. So yeah. it's the once-a-year thing. Um, did you see the cool thing about Harbaugh, though? Like, I guess he got some kind of bonus that equaled, like, $1.5 million, and he already donated it to every faculty member at Michigan that was affected during COVID. What a good dude. Like, I'm, I'm not a big Harbaugh fan, but when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's a really good dude right yeah. there. Yeah. Which, I mean, he doesn't need it, but still, he could have. Just, he could have pocketed, hey, cop- yeah, yeah. pocketed that and invested it. or yeah. To give away a million dollars, that's a solid move. But this is what I got back on. It's all piggyback. It says it dates back to 1835 during a border war known as the Toledo War. That's cool. Renewed in, ni- in 1897. They, they've played annually since 1918. And I just said it's simply known as the game and is much, it's much watch TV every year. Yeah, you know, you've got the horseshoe in Columbus, and then you've got the big house. It seats like 105. It's just I stop down every year, and I'll, I'll make sure I watch that game. I feel like I would probably root. That game was on right now. I'd probably root for Michigan. Me too. Yeah, I just I don't like Ohio Ryan State's da- been good for too long. I don't like Ryan Day, uh, the uh, Ohio State coach. I don't yeah. know. Um, you want to go? Want to give another one? Yeah, it's another generic one. So I saved my best for last. This isn't it. Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. See, I, that was in consideration for me because to me that's. Like we just said, that was the best in college football. This is the best in college basketball. It's separated by less than 11 miles down Tobacco Road. Yep. It said on here, because I obviously got all this off the internet, they describe it as the three Ps, the proximity, power, and passion. Because, like I said, within 11 miles, basketball in North Carolina is just on a whole other level. Yep. I said um, the talent on the court every year 
for both teams is only matched by the disdain for both teams they have for each other. So every year, there was another stat where it was like every year since like 19, mid 90s or something, like each team's at least made it to like the Sweet 16. And I mean, it's just crazy. Like the way they rotate, you know, if one team or the other is going to at least make it to like the Elite Eight or something. Yeah. And now Mike Shizhishki, how do you say his name? He's out. Yeah. I don't even think they've named it a successor yet. They probably have. I think though. they have. I think it's a, a former Duke player who's been on the staff for many years. That's cool. Um, so uh, my youngest sister, younger sister, Taylor, her husband, Barrett, big basketball guy, big Duke guy. My sister got him tickets to the last Duke-North Carolina game at Cameron Indoor. Damn, that probably was Hell of a gift for somebody. But, yeah. Didn't that, they? Didn't Duke lose, though? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember they're saying that was yeah. like his last game against North Carolina there, and they lost. Yeah, but she got him tickets for that. And North so, Carolina was in the championship game this year, right? I think so. And Duke made, Duke made it pretty far, too. I think yeah, Duke was did. in the Final Four. Yeah, I think they. I think you're right. They both were. So yeah. Who the fuck won it? Couldn't tell you. Damn, Baylor won last year. It was North Carolina versus, obviously, somebody. Maybe UNC won. I don't know. I think UNC won because I remember Jesse Holly. Uh, if you remember, you know Jesse Holly. Oh yeah, he was yeah, a two he, sport. Yeah, he played. He won a national championship at uh, UNC, but uh, I think I remember him celebrating. But uh, yeah, my sister got my brother in law uh, tickets for Coach K's last game against UNC. Well, sorry for the disappointment. Who was it? I don't know. This is slow as shit in here. Oh, go to your next one. I'll, I'll fill you in. Uh, what is my next one? My next one is. Um, I'm gonna throw in a soccer one. Uh, U.S. Mexico. I oh, mean, it was Kansas, by the way. Kansas. Oh, okay, yeah. U.S. Mexico. Uh, US oh, Mexico. I saw all of that and about the Gold Cup. International soccer. Um, I mean, for years we were little brother. We were never, you know, never as good. Um, you know, we've we've taken strides. We've taken steps. We've taken. We beat them in a World Cup in 2002, and then we knocked them out of the World Cup in 2002. Um, anytime you play Mexico, it's just a big deal. Um, and you've got, you've got like famous incidents, um, like Landon Donovan, like taking a piss on the pitch at Azteca. Literally. Yes. He took a piss. Yeah. Like during training, like the day before, usually you get, you get a training session on the, on the ground, on the pitch. So you can, you know, get, know what kind of studs you're going to wear, you know, just get used to it. Uh, and it, you know, he just went to the corner. He didn't like whip it out and just fucking. Uh, it wasn't like an Aussie peeing on the alley. No, he went to the corner. I thought he was like asserting dominance. So mm. what? Just because he did it? Because he's he was Landon Donovan at the time, and yeah, he he was our best player. Um, so he did the one, you know, the one knee, and you you know, kind of hang it out on you know, hanging out of the side of your shorts and pee. Oh, I was thinking like what? You know, you taking like you, you never done that on like golf course or full practice. Like you nah, take dude. a knee. I'm like butters. I pull my pants down <laughs> to my ankles <laughs> and I just shake my hips from side to side. But it was But no you know when he said that I had this weird image of some guy taking a knee and his dick sliding down his legs. That's basically and I was how like, you, you know it. what? That would totally work. It's a much more discreet way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like you just act like you're tying your shoe yeah. and your dick falls out of your pants. I was like, you know, so he was actually kind of respectful yeah, about it. He just had to pee. I thought he was like doing the tornado and then, or something. And the next day was the match he scored and like they were throwing cups full of piss out. Oh, gross. Yeah. And then, you know, you watch that oh nine you watch that oh nine game the other day, uh, in the Gold Cup final where they beat us 5-0. Yeah, that was after we, in 07, we won. In 07, we won. Um, it, there's just been a lot of great legendary games, and then now Mexico seems like they're they're 
descending and we're ascending. Um, so yeah, U.S. Mexico. It's it's, it's our time. It's the game that made me fall in love with soccer. I remember being 15 years old, 2002 World Cup. It was like two or three in the morning because the game, the World Cup that year was in Japan and Korea. So it was like three in the morning, and we beat Mexico two nil in the round of 16. And I remember it being three in the morning, going absolutely fucking ape shit when we scored the second goal. Um, but yeah, so U.S. Mexico. Anytime you get a chance to watch that, watch it. They play probably play a lot of games here too, like friendlies. Oh, like they do warm ups and stuff. There's Mexico has an agreement with Jerry Jones and AT and T Stadium that they play one game a year there, and they play Which a lot of. Their, probably brings a lot of people they, in too. Well, they play all over the U.S. and they're a big draw. They're they're America's second team. Wow, basically. So, yeah, I got a um, buddy at work that's big into soccer, and he went. Do they play? Nicaragua? They played Nigeria somebody here. Or yeah. Something like that. I, I, I want to say big difference between I those say two they played, countries. I want to say they played Uruguay before we did. Because they did play Uruguay, and then we played Uruguay. I know they got beat like 3-0. Wow. Mexico did, and we drew them 0-0. So what's your last one? I guess I do only have one more. So we piggyback Ohio State. Uh, mine's Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. I think that the two the two greatest quarterbacks it says here that Brady leads the series the head to heads eleven to six while Manning won three out of the four AFC Championship games they played against mm-hmm. so he kind of won it when it mattered most but I don't know it just seemed like growing up like because that was when it was peak you know like mid two yeah. thousand so like high school after high school is like whoever was going to get to the Super Bowl was going to either it was, came it was down to go home, through oh well, it was home field advantage is it in Indy this year or is it in New England because that was a big determinant and then just watching those two guys I remember like knowing that was a great matchup but I probably took it for granted because I was we still young enough yeah. but I was like when I got a little older and I could they were still playing like obviously Brady still is but you know Manning's twilight like last year's in Indy and then Denver I was like Really got to appreciate this more this shit ain't going to happen every year anymore yep but they were just like because I think they are I think we can make an argument they're the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seeing those yep. two guys, you know, and it seems like I think the Colts always had the superior offense, but the New England was the more well-rounded team with the better coaching. Yep. But they were just fun to watch, man. I, just, saw, I saw a list of, like, rivalries, and one of them just said the Mannings versus Brady because, you know, Eli yeah, took Eli got two. him twice. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eli probably actually had more success. Yep. Um, I got two left. I'll – Breeze through the first one because okay. it's a uh, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Okay. You want to talk about two teams that absolutely fucking hate each other, two cities, two supporter groups that just fucking can't stand the other one. That's it. That's a uh, La Liga. La Liga. Yep. La Liga. You talk about World. I think Liga. Is that Tiger in Spanish? Tigre. Oh damn! Look at that. Okay. Yep. Uh, where was I? Yeah. So you talk about world club soccer. That's as big as it gets. Or you know. Um, and then I've got a wild card for you for my last one, and it's a two-parter. Okay. So the first one is, and it's high school football, Texas high school football, Cedar Hill DeSoto. It's called the Battle of Beltline. Hell yeah, the Battle that- of Beltline. Um, DeSoto leads all time, nineteen to sixteen. We got some great local football here because I was going to say either DeSoto Duncanville. And Ennis Waxahachie, which I know that kind of pales in comparison to – because these guys are actually winning state titles. Actually – Ennis won some. Actually, it doesn't. Well, So, okay. my number one is Ennis versus Waxahachie. Oh, the Battle of 287. Battle of 287. Which we should obviously go to any time. Like, right, yeah. I would, we're right up the road from these people. Um, 
So this these were actually voted by Dallas Morning News number one and number two. Oh, so that's rivalries legit. in the state, in the entire state. Wow, I oh, thought it would have been like Odessa Permian or. Ennis walks at you was number one. Cedar Hill DeSoto no was number shit. two. So Ennis walks at you. It was pretty one. cool, right? That is pretty cool. So Battle Two Eighty Seven. The first game was in nineteen oh eight. Wow. And then they've played every year since nineteen thirty nine. They predate the fucking World War Two. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I knew didn't know any of the those. first game was pre World War One. Yeah. <laughs> so every yeah every year since nineteen thirty nine, and walks at you holds the all time series lead fifty one forty seven. I would have, I would have guessed Ennis yeah. on that because Ennis. You got to think when we were growing up, Ennis was a powerhouse. Yeah, but when we were kids, Waxhatchee was a powerhouse because they won a state title in '92. See, I didn't. And know then that. they were won a state title in '92. They were in like the state semis in '91, and then I think made another final appearance in '93 and lost. I wonder if they had any NFL guys on that team. Well, Rager. No, he didn't play '91, '92. I'm talking about in those championship games. That walks at you one. I wonder, mm. like, if any guys made it, you know, that far. Because obviously, you got to have some studs on the team to win a state title. You know, there's always like one or two guys. I that think made Rager's it. dad, Monte Rager, was. Oh, you mean his dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would have been cool then. Dang, his dad went here too. So yeah. he's like a legacy of. I'm pretty Hatchie. sure. Pretty sure. I could be wrong. Did he go to TCU sure. like his dad, or did his dad go to TCU? No. Yeah. No. No. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so Cedar Hill to Soto and then Dude, we, got, we got to go to one of these games, but there's great matchups all of the state. Like, like you said, Odessa Permian, Midland Lee. Um, I want to go to like a Carter game. Oh, uh, Carter was on there. Carter probably against any other Dallas school. Would probably I think it was Carter list. versus Sock. Oh, that Sock won, um, this past this year, past I think. Year. Or is, this, is it six A now? Yeah. Six A. But I think they're technically 5A. We got some really – we're spoiled, and yeah, we don't take spoiled. advantage of it. Yeah, and then there was like Euless Trinity, LD Bell, um, Denton Ryan versus Denton High. Any of these new uh, um, North Dallas teams like Allen, they got like yeah, a $60 million dollar stadium. Yeah. So You know, South Lake Carroll. Yeah, we need to go to some games. Yeah, I think one of them was like Trinity and South Lake Carroll. But there's we're spoiled. And we talk about it every year. We never do. But we well, need to go. And then when the playoffs start, you can go to a game at AT&T Stadium all day, like three games for like 20 or bucks. Well, the Saint Championship, yeah. You can yeah. go to like you – know, you can get like a – you can get a three-day pass because it's over three days for like 60 bucks. And you can see like – Get the fuck out of here, you man. You get six divisions – so there's eleven there's eleven games for like sixty bucks, and we'd be the two nerds up there with like our radio right here <laughs> yeah, and like right. a pen and paper yeah. writing stuff down, like we're reporting back to our bosses. Yeah, so no, um, we're gonna do it. We'll 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 update you guys later on this yeah, year. Yeah, so and there was a lot of good ones that I didn't do. You know, like uh, Green Bay, Chicago. Oh, um, I still got one. Oh, do you? I'm so sorry. Excuse no me. I I thought about that was gonna be my one NFL one was Green Bay, Chicago. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't really decide anything like you said there's no to me there's no great basketball one other than lakers celtics but that that shit's kind of been you know on the back burner for a long time yeah. unless they meet in the playoffs and the finals um i only had two one of them it's um muhammad ali and joe frazier yep that was one so frazier won the first fight which is the fight of the century in 71 75 they had a rematch well they had a rematch before that muhammad ali won and then they had another one uh, that was the Thrilla in Manila. Yep. That was won by Ali. So Ali won two of the three fights. Um, it said Ali wanted to stop mid-fight because he thought he couldn't make it. And then later on, he called Frazier the greatest fighter in history, besides himself, of <laughs> course, which I thought that was nice. All right. Sorry about that technical difficulty there. Uh, we had some issues with the uh, with the recording. Um, hopefully we didn't lose too much or it doesn't sound too funny, but we were right at the end of Mount Rushmore. So we're going to move on to pick your poison. Um, I think 
I'm gonna. Oh, you got them? I got a couple here. You can read them. All right, I'm gonna read one. All right, here we go. Would you rather think? Would you rather the general public think you are a horrible person, but your family is very proud of you, or your family thinks you're a horrible person, but the general public be very proud of you? That's easy. Which one? I don't give a fuck what the general public thinks, as long yeah. as my family thinks I'm, you yeah, know, I'm they're proud way. of me. I feel like I already have that reputation. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't people like don't me. People don't like me. People don't like me, but as long as my family likes me, because if, yeah, who's, it's like coming home from work and everyone's like, man, people love me at work. And then you get home, your wife's like, hey, asshole. And then your kid like spits on you. Like, no, I want, I want, I don't give a shit about those people outside. I want to come home and be treated I good. Think the, the older you get, the, e- the easier that decision becomes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you're in high school, you're like, oh, I want people to like me. When you get older, you're like, I don't fucking care. I just want to come home and hang like, out. High school would be so much easier for me now. If I had the, if I went back with oh, my mentality, sure. like I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, if I could go back and, now and actually focus on school and not yeah. give a shit about what other people think, yeah, that yeah. you really learn. That's what people try to give that advice to you, and yeah. you're like, whatever. Like I'm gonna make all the friends. We're gonna be <laughs> friends forever. Yep. No, all you're right. not. You're not gonna be friends forever. Would you rather be able to dodge anything, no matter how fast it's moving, or be able to ask any three questions and have them answered accurately? See, I proofread that one. What a weird combo question to ask. Those are two completely different yeah. things. First off, what am I going to dodge? Who's shooting at me? Is that a bus coming at me? No, I already figured this one out. I'm going to get the answer to three questions, and my first question is going to be, what are the next Powerball numbers? Yep. Boom. I'm a, I'm a millionaire multiple times over. I'm buying the Edwards a house right next to me. And then? And then who killed Epstein and who killed Kennedy? I'm going to get to the bottom. You're of not going to ask about aliens? Dude, they're real. Yeah, we already covered so. this with Jacob yeah, a long so. time ago. It'll never come to the light of day. Yeah, that's my third question. What happened to that third? <laughs> what happened to that lost episode with Jacob? Because we solved so many issues. No, we, we talked about extraterrestrials, and we got to the bottom of it. All man. right, so that was pick your point. We may scrap this going forward. Uh, we got a new one. Uh, do you, I think we. Yeah, well, let's not get too. Well, we landed on the name one. Hill to Die On. A Hill to Die On. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so this started because I have a very deep love for all 80s music mm-hmm. especially like 80s pop music mm-hmm. and i was i always tell people you know that i told my brother-in-law dakota who's a musician that the 80s i said they're not the greatest in my opinion they are the greatest but you know looking on it's like they're not people would say they're not the general it's not consensus. the greatest musical decade but it's the most influential because everything that came out in the 80s still affects like what we do now with pop you know like that was the year the decade of pop stars that's when like hip-hop and rap became a big thing that was the birth of like, well, not the birth of punk, but like punk and hardcore like came out of like the seventies and really blossomed. Well, in that the was 80s. their kind of coming of age. Like, yeah. Coming that's like out, everything. Like, like, and there was like all the one hit wonders. Like the eighties was in my opinion, the greatest decade of music. And my hill to die on is it's the most influential music decade of all time. Cause it's still reverberating today. Like we still have music influence from the eighties. Didn't like, wasn't that David Bowie's big decade and like Prince's big decade. Prince for sure. Bowie, you know, he had like I know he I know he had some right. He really, but then he really like reinvented himself multiple times over, and that's what you could do then. You know, like you could be this person that's like, yeah, the eighties were good to Prince, Michael. As that was the the decade of pop stars. So I'm saying, and now you got pop stars everywhere. But dude, and the cocaine was pure. Yeah, they had the best cocaine. They made the best music, bro. If I could go back and be like a serial killer in the eighties, I'd be like. The letter, the members only serial killer, you know, like I'd be living it up, just snorting cocaine and just like murking people. <laughs> murking people. But the one I came up with today because I was listening to so to music, and I already had this thought in my head about because I told you about it a couple days ago. But so this is my my hill to die on. David Gilmore, 
he was the leader of uh, Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, David Gilmour has the best solo career of any ex like major band member. So better solo career than like Paul McCartney or John Lennon or Roger Waters or anyone that was in a big band that then branched away from that. Paul McCartney's pretty big, had a yeah. pretty good one. Yeah, but have you heard all of David Gilmore's? He had like no. five solid albums. He's played. he put out one like three years ago, three years ago called like Rattle That Lock. Even that was a solid album. Mm. Okay. No. People just check out David Gilmore. There's this best one's actually just called David Gilmore. And it's like him standing in front of like some shack in like England. That whole album is so good. I don't have one prepared other than my runts one that we've previously oh, went over. Gross. Dude, that, banana yeah, runt dude, is the best runt. You definitely die on that hill. I'm dying uh, on it. You're gonna die on that hill. So yeah, it's just like we'll come up with a very generic topic like sports and we'll just you pick one sports topic to die on, and it can be food. You know, I told you I think Brahms best milkshakes in town. Brahms have the best gonna, milkshakes. I'm not gonna fight. You I'm gonna die on that hill. Brahms had the best milkshakes, and we you know we're both fat kids. We both like sports. We can, it's just like coming up with hot takes. Yeah, it's just you coming up with a hot take, and it's just gonna take a minute, just like this one does here, that we draw from. But yeah. this one could be like our put our own spin on it. So yeah, a hill to die on. Okay. And if anyone like has it. any ideas, send them in. We'll give you our opinion on what we think is a topic that we're willing to die for. I like it. All right, um, we're gonna move quick through this episode. Like I said, we're just we want to get back in the groove, get behind the mics, and and just catch up. So uh, sports, um, we've had the NFL draft um, since we've last been on. We've got the NBA finals coming on, coming up or on right now. We've got Stanley Cup predictions coming up. Uh, we're gonna talk about the LIV tour, <clears throat> the, the the golf tournament in Saudi Arabia. Uh, a little bit of baseball, and then we've got some soccer stuff at the end. Um, so, recapping the NFL draft, let's talk about the Cowboys first. Yep. All yep. right, so with our first pick, um, let's see, we picked oh, Tyler. I was, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I remember watching with you, I, I was heartbroken because I wanted Tyler Lindenball more than anybody. Yep, and he was there. And he was there, and when they said Tyler, I jumped for joy screaming, yep. and then I said, wait, what the fuck did they just say? Tyler yep. who? Had to look him up. Tyler Smith, apparently, though, he's a big mauler, strongest guy in the draft. You know, he's just a little handsy with his penalties, but they're thinking ahead. You know, like they're thinking long-term with Tyler Smith going out. Which I don't mind because he's going he's gonna to miss time. Right, and we're not experts, so we were both kind of like perplexed by that, but then we were listening to, um, who was it, Kavanaugh and KT yeah. and another guy. And when they explained the pick, they're like, you know, and they there was rumors that people were trying to trade up to get to our pick or right mm-hmm. behind us to take Tyler Smith, so it's like, we had to take the guy, and he wasn't a big reach. It wasn't like the um, Patriots taking, was it Cole Strange? Yep. And people, like, did you hear that audio where Cole Strange was like, he thought it was a prank call yeah. when when uh, Belichick called and let him know. So did you know, hear it wasn't the, that big of a reach. Did you hear reach. the audio of Sean McVay and, like, the Rams front office? Like, they were, they were at some kind of watch party, and he's like, Oh my God, Cole Strange! He's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know they were gonna like take our fifth round pick. Guess <laughs> <laughs> so we can mar- mar- Dude, mark him off the. He's still like drunk off that Super Bowl win, uh-huh. and I don't blame him. He could, you know, because it's one thing for a guy who just won his first one, as great as a coach as he is, to take a shit on the guy who's won like six. six. And it's like, but you know what? You just won a Super Bowl. You have the right to take a dump on anybody you want, at least for now. But you know, I, I think they had their eyes on Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson. But yeah. when they went as early as they did, I think they were like fifteen and seventeen. I think they were. He was their highest rated. And they say his ceiling is like potentially the best tackle. The yeah, it's, yeah. His, it's the best tackle in the draft if yeah. he hits a ceiling. And yeah, I was listening. You know, because I listen to a little bit when I go into work, which I don't drive far, and a little bit at work. But they're talking about um, 
at OTAs how he was matching up against Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. and he was the only one that could even slow Micah Parsons yep. down. Yep. And Micah Parsons was like, yeah, when he gets his hands on you, you're like, you're, like, you're stuck. Yep. So if um, that's Parsons saying that, then I, you know, they got my vote of confidence. So round two, 56 overall, we take a little bit of a question mark, a, little, a guy with, with uh, some character issues maybe. Yeah, he's he's talented. It's character. Uh, Sam Williams, he's a defensive end out of Ole Miss. Uh, this was definitely a Dan Quinn pick because Dan Quinn went to his pro day and worked him out personally on the field, hands-on with him. So I think, you know, and I'm after last season – I trust DQ. Yeah, I was gonna say in Dan Quinn, I trust. Yep, he was fire McCarthy, promote Dan Quinn. He was um, he was in uh, the top thirty Cowboys visitors, visitors at the Star. He had twelve tackles, twelve sacks, sixteen ta- tackles for loss last season. Was a first team All SEC pick. Hey, your first team All SEC. You know, you should go in the top fifty. He had some off the field issues, including a sexual battery charge that was eventually dropped. Uh, but it had him suspended from the program with Randy Gregory gone. Cowboys can put Williams in the pass rush mix, rush mix with Lawrence Armstrong and Dante Fowler Jr. as a rookie. Um, Are we reading the same article on ESPN right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're reading this yes. verbatim from me. Yes. Um, and they, they point out it's the second straight year the Cowboys have used their second-round pick on a player with all the field issues, doing so with cornerback Kelvin Joseph, which Ooh. that dude's a fucking disaster. That, that didn't age well. Um, and the round three, 88 overall, the guy I'm excited about, Jalen Tolbert. Hey, He's a wide a, receiver out of South Alabama. Have you seen a picture of him? Like, yeah. He looks like a mini DK Metcalf mm-hmm. with him being so shredded. Yep. Uh, Tolbert was under consideration at the 56 pick when they took Sam Williams, but so to get him at 88 is a bonus. With the trade of Amari Cooper and the loss of Cedric Wilson, Cowboys needed to add a receiver, especially with Michael Gallup coming off knee surgery. Tolbert had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons at South Alabama, including 1474 Jeez. and 82 catches with eight touchdowns in 2021. While he is from a small school, he had seven 100-yard receiving games last season, including 143 against Tennessee. He's considered a polished route runner for a younger player, and he can go up and get the ball. Um, the Cowboys have veered off their Power 5 path with two non-Power 5 school picks among their first three selections. No, I think he's going to be a baller for us. Um, yeah, I'm excited about like, it. Like maybe not year one, but we got him for four years, and I think in those four years he's going to. Well, he's going to have to step up because. Well, with Gallup being out, yeah, dude, well, he's our. It's going to be C.D. Lamb, James Washington, and Tolbert to start the year, so he can be like I think he's Noah more Brown. Of a slot. And, Noah Brown well, just well, it sounds like not even a slot guy. It sounds like he's got the ability to go. I, I imagine he's gonna. You're gonna put James Washington in the slot and put him. I guess I just picture him being smaller. Number two. Um, to me, you should always put the smaller guy in the slot, like this quick well, sure, shifty yeah, guy, yeah. and then the big bodied outside. Um, round four, 129 overall. Jake Ferguson, tight end, uh, out of uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't mind this pick. Uh, we Especially need... with uh, what's going on with Schultz, bitch ass. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys released Blake Jarwin early in their season to have Dalton Schultz under the franchise tag. So tight end was a need, and Ferguson was an all-Big Ten pick last season. He can play on the line and was a productive pass catcher with 145 receptions for 1,600 yards and 13 touchdowns. The Cowboys believe in two tight end sets, and now have a solid core, Schultz, Ferguson, Sean McCune, and Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah, I don't know what's a Schultz, though. He just signed. He, uh, he was the last draft pick to sign. We just got him oh, well, a couple days go. ago. Now we got a replacement for Schultz. Uh, round five, 155 overall, Matt Waletsko, offensive tackle, North Dakota. Cowboys added their second offensive lineman in the draft with Waletsko in the fifth uh, fifth round after taking Tyler Smith in the first at six foot seven and 312. Waletsko started 29 of 32 games at North Dakota at left tackle. The Cowboys have said Smith will play on the left side at guard and tackle, and last year's fourth rounder, Josh Ball, will play on the right side. So Waletsko is a 
um, is a depth pick as the team believes they can never have enough offensive linemen. Uh, round five, 167 is Deron Bland, a cornerback from Fresno State. Uh, Bland, who had five interceptions and 23 pass deflections in his career, has the size, six foot, 197. Coordinator Dan Quinn wants in his cornerbacks. Bland also forced four fumbles. The Cowboys follow the philosophy that a team can never have enough cornerbacks, as it should be noted last year. Second round pick, Kevin Joseph, could be penalized this season by the NFL under the personal conduct policy. Um, and then our last fifth round pick is the one uh, we're getting killed for. It was uh, rated the worst pick in the entire draft. It's Damone Clark, inside linebacker, LSU. Uh, Cowboys have to wait on Clark. He had spinal fusion surgery and after a herniated disc was found at the combine. If he recovers, and the Cowboys might have a big seal. He had 135 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. Uh, the Cowboys I, have been willing to be patient on players before Jalen Smith comes to mind. Yeah, and when you get like four fifth round picks, mm-hmm. just throw some spaghetti on the wall because yeah. worst case scenario, you release the guy after a year or two. Best case, you know, maybe he's a contributor on the team. So someone's always going to take a shit on a picky take, and you know, I get it. We don't make everyone know, doesn't make perfect picks, but he's a, he's like our third at a fourth fifth round pick. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Uh, fit, another. Uh, this is my guy right here. Talk fifth about round this pick. Guy. 178 overall, John Ridgeway. That's who's going to be a baller. In his one year at Arkansas, after a four-year run at Illinois State, he showed he was ready for the jump and level of play. He was credited with 39 tackles, four tackles for loss, and two sacks for the Razorbacks. He is not going to give much as a pass rusher, but is an exceptional run defender. He brings some size the Cowboys have lacked on the interior with last year's pick, Quentin Bohana. And for those wondering about Jerry Jones' love for Arkansas, this is just the second Razorback Jones is dra- drafted since 1989. Felix Jones is the other one in the Isn't first round. Isn't that weird? I would have thought he would have been where taking did, some Arkansas boys. Where did Quincy Carter go? Georgia. Georgia Tech? Georgia. Was Georgia. it just Georgia? Yeah. Okay, back to Ridgeway, though. Did you know what his nickname was? No. The Vanilla Gorilla. Oh, my God. Can what you, a can fucking nickname. Oh, yeah, we're Vanilla. Okay. Oh, you're talking about the Gorilla part. Yeah. I didn't get that. <laughs> there you go. I was like, yeah, I'm white, aren't go. I? Well, it's just because of his size. He's a big-bodied. How big is he? I don't have his stats right here. Probably at least eight inches. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then uh, rounding it out, uh, round six, 193 overall, Devin Harper, a linebacker, Oklahoma State. Knowing Damone Clark, fifth-round pick, is going to miss his rookie season. The Cowboys added linebacker depth in the sixth round at six foot, 234. Harper's smaller than most of the linebackers the Cowboys have, but he can run. And his one season as a full-time starter, he had 96 tackles, six sacks, 10 tackles for loss, and 15 QB pressures. Harper was at his, was at his best and biggest ga- in the biggest games. He had ten tackles against Oklahoma and Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. No, I think it, I think it was a solid draft. I mean, it's always it's not a flashy to, one, but I think it's one that was needed. Um, no, give me give me all the guys in the trenches. You know, give me yeah. like a bruiser, a mauler on the line. Like that's that's where it's won. Um, so I just want to kind of run down some overall draft stuff. Uh, uh, Trayvon Walker went over one overall, which was kind of a shock, you know, because everything leading up was either Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. Um, this was not a good year to have the number one pick, no, though. No, it really wasn't. Uh, the Lions took Aiden Hutchinson, so he stays home. He's a Michigan kid. The Texans get Derek Stingley Jr., um, which, you know, over the years taking a cornerback that that high up didn't prove to work. See, uh, who did the Playborn? Line? Oh, that, was, that was a while and ago. And then who's, uh, I think the Lions drafted Okuda? another one. Lions yeah. took Okuda. Okuda. Cedar Hill. Yep. Uh, 
Jets take uh, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. I like what the Jets did, though. Yeah, the Jets, Jets had, had a great, great draft. draft. They had a great draft, just finished last in the division. Uh, the Giants take Kayvon Thibodeau, which is bad news for us because I think that dude is good. He's good, but there was a reason why he slipped. So maybe whatever that is comes out. Giants get Evan Neal, which is not good because yeah, I dude, think they, he is good. They got two. Like we just <laughs> said, it's one of the trenches. Well, guess what? They probably got the best edge rusher and the best tackle on the Let's board. Let's see. Uh, the Saints uh, got Chris Olave, which... They made that weird trade with Philly to get it, too, didn't they? It was via Washington. Oh. It says via Washington. Yeah. But I don't know, I know if that was, if that was like, a trade from, like, last season or the season before. But, um, which, not that long uh, before the draft, Olave was mocked way down to us. Um, Jamison Williams goes they, to the those, Lions. Yeah, those receivers. Jamison Williams, who I was going to talk about, I think he's he's probably my favorite pick of the... Wide receiver group because yep. he can do so much, but he's also the one who's injured. But. The Ravens killed it because uh, they've got Kyle Hamilton, the safety at Notre Dame at 14. Who a lot of people ranked as the number one overall prospect. And then they got Linder Bond right after guy. us at they 25. Um, they traded, oh, they traded Hollywood Brown to get mm-hmm. Linder Bond? Yep. Is that what it was? Basically. Pretty, uh, yeah, to get the rights to the 25th yeah. pick. Yeah. Um, Houston Texans get Kenyon Green. Chargers get Zion Johnson. Those are two guys that were that were uh, kind of linked to us. I hate to say it too, but I remember the um, Eagles really did well um, trading for AJ Brown, and then yep. they got um, shit. They got a Georgia guy in the first round, and then they got uh, Cam Jurgens, the center from Nebraska. I really liked because I was like, all right, we're not going to get Linden Baum. We're going to get Jurgens in the second round. And I felt like every time I wanted it, it was like Eagles were just snagging up guys that I liked. The one the one quarterback that won the first round, uh, Kenny Pickett, went to the Steelers, so he stays home. Uh, let's see. We already went to the Cowboys. Tyler Smith, Tyler Lindebaum went 25 to the Ravens. Um, Cole Strange, which was a strange pick. Yeah, everyone agreed on that one. That was just weird. Green Bay Packers kept up their tradition of not drafting a Rodgers any first-round <laughs> skill talent, skill player talent. They went Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals got a guy that I like, Daxton Hill out of Michigan, a safety. Um, and then the Vikings got Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia. Um, so, and How many guys from Georgia? Was it like six and five or six in the first round? Yeah, it was something stupid ridiculous. That was, that was just like one of those all-time defenses, though. Yep. Like, you, like Miami, like 20 years ago, where you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to have like 12 guys get drafted and like, you know. Seven are off the off the defensive side. It's just a, a legendary defense. Yep. So that uh, that kind of is a little NFL draft recap. Recap. Uh, NBA Finals. You're gonna have to tell me what's going on. I know. Oh, man. I know Boston I is up two one. It could up go up three one. Yeah, and this is in Boston too. So let me just see. I know it's after halftime. So if it's up three one, you got to assume it's over. So we got a little over six minutes left in the third, and Boston is up by five. And right now, if Boston were to win, I would give Jalen Brown um, finals MVP. Yep. I think Tatum's just kind of been, like, weird ever since he was, like, making all these Kobe tweets and texting Kobe's number and taking pictures like Kobe. And it's like, bro, at least win one first. Kobe won how many? And you're just now making it to your final appearance. So it's just been kind of weird and a little cringy the way Tatum's been going about all this. But I'm tired of seeing Golden State win, It especially since they knocked us out of the Western Finals last round. So as soon as this went down, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going for Boston because they have Marcus Smart, who's from Flower Mound right here, uh, Al Horford, who was like in his 20th fucking year and yeah, just now made his ancient. first final. Yeah. yeah, But he's been instrumental for them. Oh, he's still a great player. Like He's still an above-average player. 
Um, I don't know. They just got more guys. I, I've always liked Robert Williams, their center. I think they call him Time Lord, which is a cool nickname. So there's just – I know they have already have like 17 championships, so really they're not much of an underdog when they've made so many final appearances. But, yeah, I'm going for Boston just because I'm tired of seeing Steph Curry chew on his mouthpiece. Yep. All right. Um, oh, and I saw from game uh, – what was it? Game three? My guy, my guy, Guy Fieri was courtside. Yeah, he's been in a few of these with, games. Uh, Bob Minnery. I got, I got one last staff for this game. I saw his pregame. Draymond Green, who I predicted to be in the Hall of Fame one day, making me look like an idiot because right now it says in this series he has 15 points and 15 fouls. Did you he's see? He's fouled out twice already. Now I usually don't side with Kendrick Perkins. I think he's. No, I don't like him that much. He's either. a, uh, he's like a headlines baiter. Like he, he just says shit to. Yeah. I hate guys like but that. he goes. He talked about Draymond uh, after Game Three. He's like, it looked like he was more prepared for his podcast than playing basketball because he's getting a lot of shit words. for his podcast. For you know his podcast, Draymond is. Why is he getting shit? Just because he's focusing too much on yeah. it. Yeah, oh, he's getting comfortable. That's why I said that these guys are getting complacent. They think, well, we made it to the finals. I guess we're about to win because you know when you match up talent. I th- I would give the slight edge to Golden State, but Boston just wants it more. I think so. I think you're right. So that's why I'm giving it to Boston. And like I said, local kid. I've always liked Marcus Smart. <clears throat> yeah, so it's really kid. I'm rooting for Marcus Smart. I think uh, to see him win it would be pretty pretty cool. Watching yep. from high school to college to the pros. All right, you got Stanley Cup predictions. Oh yeah, it's Cap. It's it's Colorado. They're unstoppable, dude. And did. Tampa Bay's won three straight now to take a 3-2 lead because New York had a 2-0 yeah, lead. Yeah, And then Tampa Bay's just stormed back. And Tampa Bay's your two-time defending cup champions. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of seeing them in the Exactly. Game. It's another case of – and in Colorado's, you know, they've been talking about getting in this, into this position for the last, like, two, two, maybe three years. Like, they've been this good, but they've always just gotten tripped up and, you know, yeah, yeah. lose to somebody that goes on to win or lose to somebody that advances to the finals. And they just beat Edmonton um, – Swept them forward, nothing. So when you sweep a team to make it to the finals, it's I think they're the favorite. Get that extra rest, yeah, confidence going. And in. lots of say, well, is it better to be rested or is it better? But in hockey, where it's that physical, I think you need. Yeah, let my guys get rested. Now in basketball, I could see why you want to keep that mojo going because you're not dealing with these tremendous, you know, hits that guys are taking. No, like people in hockey get their throats cut by fucking. Skates and get, and get stitches up. and come back. And go That's back a true in. story. Yeah, dude's heart stopped on the fucking ice. I think they revived him. He wanted to go back in. Dude, hockey players are the toughest. Like that and um, rugby. Rugby's no joke. No. There's no way I could play rugby. No. I get like my neck hurts just watching guys no. play rugby. All right, uh, what else? Do you want to hit on the the new golf league? The I live? mean, we can. Only thing I know about it is it seems kind of weird, and I feel like that shit shouldn't be going on with. As if we're the purest people on earth in America here, but I just feel like Saudi Arabia might be even worse than we are. They've just got like some real shitty track record with people. I think it's cool that they're allowing, you know, all these golfers come over and drive, except for women. Yeah. No women can drive. See, that's not cool. They can they can play with their irons and putter though. They just can't drive. That's weird. Oh, you mean drive on the golf course. I thought you mean drive their car. Yeah, that was a joke. Uh, like they have okay, a women's went, league. That went way over my head. They have women's league. It's only putters and irons, though, because they can't drive. Okay. No drivers. Now I get it. Good joke, Dad. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, um, my thing is, is like PGA has has suspended all these people. Seventeen of them. Yeah, that have gone over there. But it's like they want to treat them like 
like contractors, like 1099 employees, like free agents. Yeah, and see, they don't. to me, they don't have the right to do that. Until they want to exercise their right to be free agents and contractors. <laughs> and, and then it's like, okay, no. And you can't blame the people because it's a $25 million purse with first place getting $4 million. And if I got a shot at $4 million, why can't I go get my money? But there's that moral obligation. Like, do you want to go participate in a place where all these Yeah, you know, I think it's because and, it's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And you got the whole Jamal Khashoggi thing, which mm-hmm. he was definitely murdered inside yeah, that absolutely. building at the hands of the of crown prince al samani or whatever his name is like yeah they fucking killed him they chopped him up and they probably buried him or put him in acid or something but yeah they killed the fuck out of jamal khashoggi all right so baseball uh rangers are currently 26 and 30 they're third in the west uh they kind of heated up there for a while it's it's fun watching them though martin perez is having a re Resurgence. Resurgence. Dude. Like, he won, like, AL Player of the Month for May. Like, he's got, like, a .67 ERA. It's ridiculous. I think we need to have Brady on at the All-Star break to kind of give us a recap. So, shout out, Brady, if you listen. Yeah, because right now I heard on the radio, like, we, that he's, like, our, our one guaranteed, basically, um, All-Star appearance. And they were talking about, you know, who else could make it. So, this is where, where Brady would shine for us. Because I got nothing. I, Kyle I've Seager, only, I know. No, they said Seager ain't got a chance. Well, I know Seager, our two big acquisitions was Seager and Marcus uh, Simeon. Simeon. And I know Simeon. He's been on a good tear, though. I know that. I know he was on a slump, though, for a longest time. Right. And he yeah. finally, he's starting to heat up a little bit. Um, and that may be new ballpark, new surroundings. Blah, oh, blah, blah. I chalk it up. I mean, I wish Brady was here now because I'd say, how many years was he signed for? Because, you know, you're – Two months into a five year deal, yeah. I'm not worried about no. it. You know, he's no. gonna he's gonna get a swing back, he's gonna get back into it. But yeah, I just I just can't watch any baseball because I don't have fucking Bali, which me is neither. stupid to me. I can't watch Rangers, Mavs, or Stars. Yeah, it's very frustrating. So my wife loves it, but it's frustrating for me. I think me and you need to sneak off one day and go to a game. Because like I said, we got Father's Day last year. We went I got eight dollar tickets. That's amazing. I think me and you just need to sneak off one evening and, and go to a game real quick. Don't have to ask me twice. Okay, I'm I'll down. figure out a game. Um, oh, quick. Go ahead. I got a World Series prediction here. I think it's going to be a Subway Series. Oh, New York, that'd be cool. Yankees-Mets. That'd be cool. Yankees are just like on a historic pace. I know that. Yeah, you know, they're like, they're on pace for like 118 I games. Think, yeah, last I saw was 117, which is still yeah. a record. So, yeah, 117, 118. But Joey Gallo is struggling. Any chance we can get our, get our boy back? <laughs> just let, it's let not us like have he our was, boy back. Well, I don't think he likes being in New York. Wow. I think he liked being here. He probably likes it because he's like their seventh best hitter right now, and he's okay with it. You know, he doesn't have all the pressure of being mm. like, you're our cleanup hitter. You're going to have to get 20 RBIs this month. They can be like, hey, you're betting seventh today, dude. And he's like, sweet. I'll see you out there. <laughs> I know if I was him, I wouldn't mind. It's like, hey, you want to win a World Series and basically hit the bottom half? I don't give a shit. I'm still going to make how much? Hell yeah. I just miss Joey Gallo. Oh, yeah. He hit ball far. He hit ball far. He hit ball far. Um, okay. Um, so cool. next one. Got your soccer question. Yeah, ready. I'm going to let you cue it up. Uh, with uh, the World Cup coming up, I'm going to try to give us a World Cup kind of related segment for all you guys who maybe aren't soccer fans or don't know what to watch or have questions. <laughs> you can tell I'm, I was. Oh, I'm cool. giving you, I'm going to give you the 10 must watch group stage games okay. for the World Cup. I've nice. got my list here. I've got my list here. Um, in no particular order. Obviously, for me, any all three of the U.S. games, which we do know the third opponent 
because uh, we were waiting on the European. Yeah, I saw Ukraine lost. Yeah, the Wales beat Ukraine Wales. on a, on one nil. That was a, emotional too at the end, man. Well, they're playing for the country. I know man. exactly. They're That's where like you could really tell. I was rooting for them, but I didn't want to play them because they're obviously the better team, and okay. I don't want the added pressure of having to play Ukraine at the World Cup when they're fighting. Those guys are literally fighting a war, and they're fighting. F- they have their entire nation on their back. Not not in the sports sense, but in a literal sense. I just didn't want that. Oh yeah, they're but, like a beacon of hope for the whole exactly, country. But I was rooting for them. But I am glad we got Wales because to me that's a much better matchup. It's not. It was the second best option, second best outcome for us. Number one would have been Scotland because they're not that good. But uh, first on my list. It's going to be a great day. It's going. It's uh, November twenty fifth. Uh, England, USA. It's the second second group stage match for us for each team. It's Black Friday, so uh, Thanksgiving you're going to have Cowboys, and then the next day you're going to have USA England in the World Cup. It's going to be two fucking great days of sports for me. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. I think I'm going to have people over. I think Ryan's already in. You're more than welcome to come over. Um, have they, they don't know times though yet though, do you? Yeah, I know times. I didn't write them down though. It's um, not going to be like a weird time though. Is I think it? it's going to be like 10 or 11 a.m. Oh, that's not weird. I no. was thinking like three in the morning. No, I think it's like 10 or 11 a.m. Cool. Um, so England, USA for obvious reasons. Uh, the next one is, um, and these aren't in chronological order, uh, or any order, uh, November 30th, uh, Argentina and Poland. So you've got Leo Messi and his, certainly his last world cup versus Poland. Who's got, Robert Lewandowski, who's arguably one of the best goal scorers in the entire world. Um, so that's going to be a great game. Um, November 26th, this is the third one, France-Denmark. France, uh, returning champs. They've got three of the five best players in the world Jeez. Uh, versus Denmark, which if you remember from the Euros uh, from last summer, uh, when Christian Eriksen had the cardiac event yeah, on the field. I was going to say, that's the only thing I remember about the Denmark he's team. Is already, he back? He's, he's been playing for a while. He's already, made his, he's already, he's already yeah. made his return to club football, that's so good. seeing him at the World Cup is going to be inspirational. Um, the fourth one, uh, November 27th, Spain v. Germany. Two I mean, powerhouses on the world stage. Um, Germany, you know, they've won the World Cup a handful of times. Uh, Spain's won... Uh, the fifth one on December 1st, Croatia, Belgium. Belgium, uh, they still may be ranked number one. If not, they held the world world number one ranking for a couple of years. Um, Croatia, they were in the final of the last World Cup. Uh, number six, uh, November 28th, Portugal, Uruguay. Portugal, they've got Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so anytime he's on, you know, that's must watch. Um, uh, number seven, November 23rd, Belgium v. Canada. Canada is making their first World Cup appearance in 36 years since 1986 was the last time they made it. Uh, I'll be rooting for them. Uh, it's, you, know, you said Belgium, though? Yeah, they're playing Belgium. Oh, they're going to lose. Uh, they might, but they might not because their Canada. golden era is over. It's at the end, and Canada topped the group in qualifying over us and Mexico. So That's true. I remember that because you were like, what a fucking weird It's a, It's a weird deal. They've got a really so good team. they not qualified. They've got one of the best left-sided players. And by, by finishing that high in qualifying, does that help you in the tournament going forward? Are you like the one seed in your no, group? No, no. It's all oh. pots based on they were a pot four team, so they're the last team to be drawn into a group. Um, but but yeah. how's that matchup go? Like, is it? Is say we're in the, our group with who's all in our 
Uh, us, England, Iran, and Wales. Wales. So is there like a seeding to that? Say like the number one plays the number four and two no, plays three? No, there's no. Oh. There, there is, but it's really complicated, and there's pots and balls that they draw out like a lottery system. It's weird. Oh. Well, I guess um, that's fair. Keep it random. Yeah, uh, Canada, Belgium, that's going to be a great game to watch. Uh, December 2nd, uh, Cameroon and Brazil. Brazil. Is Cameroon good? Uh, they're really physical and fast. So they're going to be able to. That's probably shitty to play against as like an opponent. Well, not if you're Brazil when you can just out pretty them with they still got, uh, the play. Na- Neymar. Neymar. Playing. They got Neymar. Yeah. They got a couple of other exciting young players. Um, uh, November 29th is Wales, England. Uh, it's a matchup that goes back a long, long time. Win it for Diana. <laughs> And the last one, Mexico and Argentina. Uh, Mexico on their way down. I expect them not even to get out of the group. Um, but it is it is a good matchup with Leo Messi. Uh, again, it's his last World Cup. And you go back, you know, talking about the Manning-Brady thing, not appreciating stuff like this World Cup, you need to appreciate because the best two players probably ever to play the game, this is going to be their last time at the World Damn, Cup. That sucks because I'm just now getting into soccer, and that's like Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, it's going to be their last time playing in a World Cup. So, it's kind of all their group stage, all their games are going to be must-watch for me. Yeah. I watch every game yeah, during the World Cup. So, um, But, yeah, so that's kind of the 10 group, must-see group stage matches um, of the World Cup. And what day is it? Does the, it goes from the 26th, November 26th to, like, December 3rd or something. So it's like a week of action, the first round. Yeah, it's like or, two weeks. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, World Cup. I just wanted to know when it starts. Let me see. Let me see if I can hook you up. Uh, it's uh, November 21st. Oh, but we don't play until the 26th? Yeah, because... So many. It's We're in Group B. Uh, we don't play until the 20... 21st. Oh. So it's Group A and B play uh, on the first day. So Group A... Um, so it goes group A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. So they'll play group A and B will play on day one, C and D on day two, E and F on day three, F, no, G good. and H, G and H on day four, and then they'll snake it back around. So didn't match day one um, is Senegal Netherlands. That's a kickoff game at four a.m. November twenty first. So November 21st runs um, is the start of the tournament. And then let me see if I can get you a final. This is December 18th. Oh, that's the final. So group stage is November 21st to December 2nd, the round of 16, which is the first knockout round, December 3rd through 6th, quarterfinals December 9th through 10th, 9th and 10th, semifinals December 13th to 14th, the third place match is December 17th, and then the finals December 18th. You know, and where can I view this? Um, it's got to be on primetime somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be on like Fox or like one of the yeah one of the major networks. It's going to be like Fox. That's smart for Fox for buying F- those rights. FS1, that's going to be huge fucking viewing. FS2. It's going to be you know that type of. Um, so I do have. Let me see. So, uh, so U.S. Wales, uh, which is the first match on November twenty first, going to be at two p.m. U.S. England is going to be two p.m. Oh, cool. And then U.S. Iran is going to be 2 p.m. So all of our games are at 2 p.m. 
I can make that. Perfect. Yeah, I'll probably get off at work and be able to catch up in the first half. That's perfect. So you got game first. First games start at five a.m. and then to uh, the last game start at two p.m. Looks like that's kind of the daily schedule. So you got questions? Yeah, we'll keep this soccer train rolling. So these are really random. I don't remember what I was doing. I just started writing stuff down. Shoot. I was watching something. First one. These are just questions for you, okay? Not necessarily. Okay. It's like your opinion. Yep. Soccer or football? Soccer. Soccer. Is there anything equivalent to like an and one? Like you can score a goal and get possession back or no. is it just? Mm-mm. Okay. I didn't know if like you were kicking it and you got fouled. It's like you get a goal and a penalty kick. No, no. That'd been pretty cool. Maybe they can work on that. Maybe we should submit Maybe. That. Maybe. Spice it up a little bit. Is it a jersey or a kit? It really doesn't matter to me. Uh, I feel like if I if I say kit, I'm trying too hard, and nobody I know would know what I'm talking about except for me, except for you. Just like with <laughs> cleats versus boots. Oh, you like, call them boots. Like over there, they call them boots because back in the day, like the dock workers, they would play in their fucking boots, and they would just screw in like studs or spikes to the bottom of them. That's so they were cool. called boots. Till this day, they were called boots. That's a cool story, though. Yeah. Who's the dirtiest player of all time? Oh, shit. Marco Matarazzi. That's a cool name. He's he is, Italian. He's the guy who provoked uh, Zidane into headbutting him in the World Cup final in 06. Oh, wow. I actually remember watching that. Because that was, that was like one of that guy's last Or was that his last that game? His, he There's an iconic f- shot of him walking past the World Cup trophy with his head down at, when, he got it, when he got his red card into the tunnel. <sighs> That's Zidane, Zidane was... Just a master. Like, if you watch that game, the dude chipped a penalty. He got a penalty. He took the PK. He did a Paneka, which is named after the first dude who did it. Most, you know, most penalties shots you see, they're either driven hard or they're right. placed with placement. He chipped the goalkeeper. That's off, probably a ballsy off, kick, too. In a World Cup final, bro? Yeah. The size of fucking bull balls, dude. <laughs> and he was just a, he was a maestro, man. He was, he was just... He was one of the best ever, and it just sucks the way it went down for him. I think Mogwai made an album, and either, like, I think it was on a documentary for him, and they made the music, because I remember his face on the cover, and he's kind of got that head down. Mm-hmm. So he got baited mm-hmm. into that, yeah. which is a smart move by the other guy, though, right? Yeah, he talked about his mother or sister taking oh, it, taking his sister, but, oh. man, you got to get used to that. I was going to say, that's a dirty way to do it, but. or That or something religious, because, like, Zidane, he, he, was, a, he was French, but his background was i don't i don't want to get that wrong but he had a religious background yeah something yeah. where he came from where his parents were from something about a religion yeah something like that but he got baited in mark moderati he was probably one of the dirtiest players of all time so who won that or uh uh italy did in 06 so they it worked out in penalties for yeah they ended up winning oh that sucks so not only did he get ejected but he lost that he lost game. yeah yep um, you got a greatest single game ever in your memory? Was it like a World Cup final? Probably that U.S. Mexico round of sixteen game in two thousand two. Oh, that game that kind of changed your life. Yeah. Right? All right. Who's the? This is just an example. Who's the Yankees, Lakers, Cowboys, et cetera, of European soccer? Man, you. 
Bastards. More so the Cowboys because they had a lot of success in the '90s and really haven't done <laughs> shit. But still claim that they're the best. I mean, they're 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 one of the they're probably one of the most valuable, and uh, they don't win titles anymore. Yeah, sounds exactly like the Cowboys. Yeah. All right, who's the best player alive that I've never heard of? Mm. Best player alive you've never heard of. You've heard of him. Um, probably. Um, shoot, that's hard. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think on that. All right, we'll come back. Let me think on that. Uh, what's the percentage chance that FC Dallas wins a championship this year or in the next three to five? Percentage chance? Can you put a number on it? 12. That's a random number. 12%. <laughs> That's a 12% chance. All right. Better than zero. Sorry, man. Like, you know, you're talking to a Dallas sports fan. Yeah, keeping it real. 12%. Are there any former EPL players who are new to the MLS that I should watch? Former EPL players. You know, we're not really importing that many old dudes anymore. Um, no, not former EPL. Um, Somebody's coming here, right? Isn't there a contract that says, yeah, Messi's coming in 2023. And he's getting like 30% of the Miami club. He's going to be owner of, yeah. Is he getting, is that his salary? Is he getting a salary plus that? He's probably getting a fucking salary too. That's what I'm saying. So not only is he getting paid, but like, no, you can come and be almost a third owner. Yeah. Good for him. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah. Um, this one I probably should know, but I think the answer is two. How many yellow cards you get before you're ejected? Two. Just two equal one red? Yeah, so you get one, and on your second yellow, it's a red. Okay, I knew that. Um. Okay, this is a team question. Is there a limit to yellow or red cards a team can get? Is it just like if you get so many reds and you run out of players, you got to forfeit? Has that ever happened? Uh, I think if you go below, like if you get – Below eight players. So if you get like four red cards, you're done. Okay. So there is you a have, limit. You can't, can't I think, get so many. No, I think I think you have um That's probably rare though, right? That like four yeah, guys get a red card in one that's game. That's a wild that that'd be a fun game to watch. That's man. just a f- yeah, that's a shit show of a game. That's like a men's league Sunday like Sunday men's league shit that I've been a part of. <laughs> yeah, that's some seven beers deep trying to relive some glory days. All right, I got one for you. Uh there's a guy who plays for Orlando City. Um, he played for Chelsea. Uh, Alexander Pacho, Pato. Um, he's Brazilian. Um, he played for AC Milan, uh, Chelsea. Um, but, yeah, he's playing for Orlando City. I forgot about him. Um, but yeah. And then Victor Wainama, he played for Tottenham for a while. He's uh, he's playing for Montreal. Um yeah, that's really kind of it. Ryan Shawcross, he was a big lumbering defender. He plays for Inter Miami. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So, just till Messi gets here. Just till Messi gets here, which will be fun. He'll still be even when he's like forty. Be the best player, one of the best players in America in MLS. Is that too bold of a statement? No, no, not at all. Okay, who's the most infamous player? Infamous, like George Best. So I know that guy. Probably like. Probably like Diego Maradona, because oh, the dude annoying. was like fucking coked up and like the best player in the world. Yeah, heard, there's like an HBO documentary that I've heard I've got to watch about that just because of the character he was. So that's a good uh, answer. Yeah, I mean, probably Maradona or yeah, if they make a documentary about your cocaine use, I think you're pretty. <laughs> infam- and wasn't he extremely good though too? 
Or was he Maradona? More, yeah. yeah. He was one of the best players in the world. That's what I'm saying. So he like he could do all that, but he was like one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got some controversy around him because like I think in the 82 or 86 World Cup or maybe in the, I don't think it was 90, he had the hand of God goal. Yeah. That was know, him. Where he went up to head it and punched it in for a goal. That was him. That ended up being like the decisive goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Won it. Um, so in your opinion, did he touch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Clear as day. If they would have had that uh, VAR, VAR yeah. they would have recalled yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, in Argentina, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I had most infamous game or moment. So maybe the hand of God moment. Is that like one of the more infamous Yeah, and moments? then if you go back. that was the World Cup. That's the biggest stage. Uh, well, you know, more closer to home, if you go back and look at the O2 World Cup after we beat Mexico in the round of 32, made it the corner finals against Germany, and we had a game-winning goal cleared off the line with a handball. Torsten Frings was on the line. You know how they, you know, hand behind the back thing was uh-huh. hands was to his side and he chicken winged it. Can you can you hit any part of your arm? Like elbows counts. That counts as an interference. Bicep up here counts. Yeah, yeah it's handball. Damn. Uh, if and that costs us the game. Yeah, we lost. That's we were we were team. we were on the way to a World Cup semifinal with a team. Made, have we made it that far? In like 1930, oh well, whatever. But that doesn't count. Right, <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Back when Hitler got the news, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, with a team that was really young, you had like a, you had like a 20 year old Landon Donovan. You had like a 19 year old Demarcus Beasley. Um, just, Who was that goalkeeper? Like Howard? Tim Howard was super young, although he wasn't starting. I don't think he was on that squad. Uh, that was a World Cup too soon for him. Um, it was um, was there a Bradley or a Brantley? Michael Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. He was really good, wasn't he? Yeah, he's probably it's it. He's a little too young. Uh, he wasn't on that squad. He was on the O six squad. Okay. Uh, he played for his dad. His dad, Bob Bob Bradley, managed that squad. Um, but it's controversial. But he's probably the best midfielder we've ever had. Um, he was just such a rock. You could write his name in pen there for a few years. I mean, he was just. He was – you could write him in every game. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Kyle Ripken. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, he was a good one for a while. Last part of that was the biggest bad boy. Maradona. Eric, Eric Cantona. Played for Man U in the 90s. He was French. Um, he fucking did a flying, like, judo kick into the stands <laughs> and fucking, like – Donkey kicked a fucking supporter. Oh, shit. He was a fucking bad bitch, dude. That sounds like a bad boy. He was a bad bitch. Um, Who's the best name in soccer, current or all time? Like like the coolest name. The name? Yeah, like Dick Trickle was the Dick greatest um, NASCAR driver of all time. I remember playing with this dude on FIFA. He was like Nigerian or maybe French or something, but his last name was Bong. And I always thought it was cool. Like when I played my manager mode, I would always go sign him just because his name was Bong, and I was having a lot of weed. <laughs> he was like a fifty-six overall. I was like, you know what? You're coming for name alone. Yeah, somebody's got to ride the bench. All right, who's the best player under the age of twenty-one? Oh. I said twenty-one to twenty-three. I don't know the right range. Twenty-one, twenty-three. Kylian Mbappe. That's what I thought. He's the French guy. He's like twenty. He came on in the last World Cup, yeah. didn't he? So he would have like, been a fucking teenager at that yeah, point? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, because I remember them saying, this might be the grist, or the best player in the world at this moment. Um, and he was like 19 or something. Yeah, he's set for life. I got a uh, next one. Oldest current professional team. Would it be an EPL team? It's got to be. 
It's got to be because um, they go. They predate got, the. Is it predate Civil War, or is it more like eighteen seventies, eighteen eighties? It's like eighteen eighties. It's got to be like Celtic or Rangers. They're Scottish, but or Man U or one of these. You know, that's easily Google. Googleable. Um, another guy, twenty-one to twenty-three, is he's Canadian. He plays for Bayern Munich. Uh, Alfonso Davies. He's a left back and a left-sided winger. He's oh, there's your answer to why Canada's making a run. He's he was. I saw him play uh, for the Whitecaps because he was he was a Whitecaps player before um, before he went over to Europe, and he was like seventeen, and he was like the best player on the field. Wow, and he was just unreal. Good for those um, guys. <laughs> Uh, oldest soccer club in the world is Sheffield FC in England. They was founded in 1857. Golly, they do predate Civil War. Yeah, oldest. they're not in EPL, there, are they? Yeah, well, they've split. Um, now it's it's Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United. Oh. So sh- they've they've split. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. Um, so the oldest French club. Is La Havre, La Havre, La Havre, uh, 1872. Um, second oldest club in Germany is Hanover. Um, oldest club in Italy is Genoa, 1891. 1891. <laughs> 1891. So, yeah, there's some, there's there's some, some old really, ones. There's some great history there. There's some old ones. All right, a couple more. Okay. Most gruesome on field injury. Like the uh, Joe Theismann or Alex Smith of the of the soccer world. Uh, I saw one of my club teammates break his femur. Ew. Sounded like a shotgun going off. Ugh. Um, Abby Wambach. She was a she played for the U.S. women's team. Say, that sounds familiar. She had a pretty nasty tib fib compound through the oh, skin. Sock. Yeah, those those compounds are disgusting. Um, and there's I don't know who they were, but. I used to watch these YouTube videos and like the, uh, there was this one out of Italy and the dude snapped his tib fib through the skin sock and everything. And his heel touched his hamstring oh, because it God. was, you know, it was just nothing there. Yeah. It was just hanging. Um, That's brutal. Peter check. He was a goalkeeper for Chelsea. Um, he had to wear a helmet, uh, like one of those padded helmets, those black ones. Uh, he got a skull fracture he was like diving for a ball, and somebody was like going to make a play. They like landed on his head with like their knee, and he had like a it's like a skull fracture. And then you know it wasn't an injury, but you know that thing with Christian Erickson last summer with the cardiac yeah, event that was that was probably, fucking scary. That might be the most gruesome on-field injury, even yeah. though it wasn't a injury during play. And guy then died. there was that guy in Brazil, that fucking referee, <laughs> that got his fucking head decapitated, his head put on a spike. Okay, well, that's your most gruesome. <laughs> Shit, why don't you start with that one? <laughs> Buried the lead. Whose career was cut short, Lynn Bias style? So they were like, died suddenly at a young age. Oh. Man, I don't know. Um, oh, his name is escaping me. I got a, I got an easy one for you then while you look okay. at it. What's the pitch mean? The field. That's the field itself. Mm-hmm. So like when you the say actual let's take playing, the pitch, take the field, it's like take, take the, the pitch. Field. Okay. Yeah. Some other ones, like I don't, I'm not, 
I'm I'm not a Euro snob when it comes to like soccer versus football or cleats, boots, jersey. I know one though. It's a keeper. Yeah, it's a goalkeeper, not a goalie. A goalie's in hockey. It's a keeper. It's a goalkeeper. It's a goalkeeper. Can I just call it a keeper? Is it got to be a goalkeeper? No, you can say keeper. Okay, I feel feel cooler just saying keeper. You looking that one up? Guy died young? Yeah. All right, then I only got three more. Shoot. Oh, um, who's your dark horse candidate to win this World Cup? Like your big underdog. See, it's not a, and it's hard in world football because there's not that many underdogs that can do it. But probably Croatia. I think they can get back there again. They got my guy Luka. 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 Andrik. Uh, Modric. Modric. That was close. Yeah, yeah. Luka Modric. Um, what about Egypt with their striker? What's his name? He just won. Mohamed Salah. Didn't Mo he Salah. just win like golden premier boot. player of the? Oh. I think he won golden boot, which is top score. It's the equivalent of like, is that their MVP basically, or is that no? They have a, they have a player sport. of the year, but yeah, they have like a top score, and that's oh. golden boot. They didn't make it. Hey, they that did not sucks. qualify. All right, well, um, I'm, I'm going for Croatia because I like that. I like that little Luka dude. Yeah, I like Luka Modric. He's really good. Um, so yeah, I can't believe I freaking forgot about this dude, uh, Andres Escobar. He's the guy who scored the own goal in the World Cup, the Colombian dude, and got taken out. He got like shot. Taken out he got shot when he went back home. Golly. Yeah, Andres Escobar. What? What? It was game a great was that? thirty. It's the. I think it was the U.S. It was the U.S. Uh, that had to have been during the Escobar years. Huh? It was. Yeah, yeah. It was in. It was in a thirty for thirty about Escobar. The two Escobars. Yeah. I need to watch that Dude, one. It's That's so on my fucking good. What I've been. I think that was ranked as like the number three thirty for thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he died at twenty seven. Damn. Um, because it was an own goal. He scored an own goal. Imagine doing that and then. Knowing, because you at that point when you're playing in fucking for Colombia, when you do that, you're like, I could die for this mistake, and then it, he really did. Dude, it's crazy. They, they I, this is a dead body on this website. They're showing, holy shit, this guy died on the field and they're showing his body. Oh, he died on the field. Uh, like right after the the match, they killed him. No, no, not uh, not uh, Escobar. It's another guy that I've never heard of, but he played for Cameroon and he played for apparently Man City. But he uh, he collapsed on the field, and they're showing him like collapse, and his eyes are just wide open, looking up in the sky. What he died from? Like cardiac arrest? Yeah, he died on the field. Chiak Tiote, that's the dude I was thinking of. Um, he played at Newcastle. Um, he died at thirty. He collapsed uh, at training. Damn, that's the dude I was thinking of. But I couldn't. I can't forget. I can't remember. I forgot about uh, Andres Escobar. Yeah, that, that was, was probably the – yeah. I need to watch was, that one. That, it's that's really been good. on my list. I've, it's really good. You'll see. I've been. I've watched a shitload of 30 for 30s, and that that's one I've, I keep skipping for yeah, whatever reason. Yeah, it's really reason. good, man. All right, two more. In your opinion, what's the worst part about soccer and what's the best part? Um, Excuse me. The worst part is um, the, the theatrics – the flopping, the flopping. Yeah, that's a good. But, you answer. know, you're you're seeing that in more and more in other sports. Hell, even in football, you know, with PI and I you saw know. Draymond flop. Yeah, yeah, like basketball. Time, like, basketball's the other one. Um, like embarrassingly bad flop. Um, and the best part, probably that it's just a it's a world sport. You Biggest know, sport in the world. You can, and I've had this situation. Um, playing, you know, it was more guys 
you know, the Spanish English thing, but you don't have to speak the same language as somebody, but you step on a field with them and automatically you click. Yeah. You know, exactly what people are thinking. Oh yeah. Cause these, these teams are, especially in like EPL and all them, they're, a, what's it called? This mixing pot of yeah, culture. A, yeah. And, uh, it's just probably that it's a world sport. Um, uh, the history of it, you know, it dates back to, like you said, civil war, <laughs> civil war. Um, I love the open cups, the, the, the kind of cup competitions of it, um, where you have, you know, you have fourth or fifth tier teams playing in the same competition as like Man City and Liverpool and Chelsea. And there's that hope and that chance that they can make this Cinderella run. And, and you know, it's like the NCAA tournament like basketball. NCAA. You, you're on the level playing field and it's survive in advance. Or it's, you know, the U.S. Open in golf. You know, you got a guy that qualifies as an amateur and, you know, he's within striking distance on You play your best Sunday. game and you could be yeah. a champion yeah, so, that, and on any given day. Um, that's what I like. I think what I like most about soccer is the um, the tournaments that they play and the passion it brings for countries. Because yeah. when World Cup starts, I was never a big soccer fan, but I'd always watch that. And now you realize, like, damn, these other countries, like, this is it for them. This is what they've been looking forward to for four years. Yeah. Um, let me and let me go back to uh, let me go back to uh, the best player under twenty one. Um, it one guy I completely forgot about is uh, Erling Holland. He's a he's a Norwegian striker. Um, he plays for. Um, plays for Borussia Dortmund now, but I think he's going to Man City. He's 21. Um, he just, I think he got a, I think he got like a 90 million dollar transfer to, to Man City. Most transfer happened. Does that go to the club or to the player? To the club. So there's two, there's two, there's two transactions that go on. You have to, you have to, you have to negotiate with the club for the rights to the player, and then once you have the player, you have to negotiate with them on their weekly or their wages. That's like what their we did contract. With Darvish. Yeah, That's, that was my first introduction to all that. Was when we yeah. got you, Darvish. Yeah, and then there's players like Phil Foden. He he's uh he's an attacking player from Man City in England. He's 21. Um, Jude Bellingham. He plays for Borussia Dortmund. Um, <coughs> he's 18. He plays for England. Um, Vinicius Junior. He's Brazilian. He plays for Real Madrid. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of young kids. Alfonso Davies is nine on this list. It's just crazy to see a, a, a Canadian, a Canadian on there. Yeah. yeah. The um, but, yeah, um, spent way too much time on soccer. All right, I got I one more, though. This will, is it. Go ahead. When are we going to an FC Dallas game? Whenever, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So what was that, 30 minutes on soccer? Yeah. Uh, when was that? We I sent you a screenshot of the schedule. There's one with, like, a drone show that seemed pretty cool. I think that was maybe the Galaxy game. That would probably be – a heavy like they might drive the price up though because it's LA. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather go to a game like playing the worst team. We have a better chance of winning than going to see like LA Galaxy or you know. We've got a pretty good chance to win every game. I mean, we lost two coming into the break because there was an international break for you know these international friendlies that have just happened. But before that, we were on a good run of form, um, and I think the break came at the right time for us because we had a bunch of games right close together because we had an open cup game mixed in with our, our league games. I think the team was just tired. I really like the new, the new manager, um, uh, Giovanni Reyna. I forgot to mention him. He's 19. He plays for us. He's the son of Claudio Reyna, 
He was a badass player for us back in the O2 days, that that World Cup run. That's cool. It's cool to have like a legacy on the team. Yeah, Claudio Arena. Um but yeah, no, uh, I'm down whenever you are. I think we need to hit up FC Dallas and uh and uh Rangers game. Honestly, I'm feeling more of a FC Dallas game. Let's go. I, I'm, I'd love to go to either. Don't get me wrong, but if I had to pick one, I'd go to FC. I'll start looking for tickets. What's your cap on money, like per ticket? I don't know. What's an average? Like sixty bucks? Oh no, no hundred. No. Oh, I think you meant go up. No, we can get oh. in. Shit, there's three Americans on this fucking list. That's cool. Um, yeah, we can get in for like we can get good tickets for like forty bucks. I'm down. Out of the sun on the on the east side where the shade's at. Let's go. Get some Jimmy or some um, Jersey Mike's on the way. You better up. not get Jimmy John's, <laughs> you piece of shit. There's Any, a Jimmy John's ad right here. That's why. Well, you can throw that in the dumpster. All right. So yeah, that's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have a little World Cup related little list or something for y'all to watch out for as we get closer and closer to this World Cup. Yeah, and if you don't like soccer, well, sorry. We're Eat gonna we're, we're gonna keep talking about it. All right. So let's wrap this up and let's talk about what we're watching and what are we listening to. Okay. I'm ready. Go for it. Am I going first? Yep. Um, I guess I'll do... Uh, what am I watching? Uh, this is on Netflix. Obviously, it's uh, season four of Stranger Things. I think it's the best season yet. And I love that they do a great job of setting it in the 80s and give you that pure nostalgia. And then... That's like the first episode or two, you know, it's like setting it up in their time period. And I just love movies like that and shows like that that can take you back. And then um, then the story really starts to take a hold. And like I said, this is first seven episodes were the first part. So there's a part two coming out next month. And to me, it's shaping up to be their best season by far. Like, I just love everything about it. Can I tell you something? This okay. probably won't shock you. You've never seen it. Oh, well, you're an idiot. Better Game of Thrones. Never seen it. I've seen most of Game of Thrones. I guess I just got burnt out. I don't know. I but I, I burned through Stranger Things the seven episodes in like a week. I would stay up and watch an episode and they're long too, man. The finale or not the finale, the mid season finale, I guess, was like an hour and forty. So each one was like over an hour. But highly recommended. I'm sure a lot of people already watched it. Also on Netflix, it's called uh Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And that's the Henry, uh Warren Jeffs in the FLDS, the fundamentals of Latter day oh Saints. Yeah. Yeah, he, all you got to know about him, he has the most punchable face I've ever seen in my life. He's a piece of shit that would molest, rape, and then marry off like 12, 13, 14-year-old girls to other members of his church because the more like wives you had, you know, like the closer you were to God, and he was the prophet, so everything you had to do that he said was through the word of God. And just know he's serving life in prison for raping little girls now. So it's terrible to see, but me and Claire finished it today. It was four parts. Each were just under an hour, like 45 minutes, so... It's easy to get through. Uh, this is on HBO, and that's the um, new season of Barry, season three. I'm a big Bill Hader fan, and I never knew he could play like such a vicious killer role, but I think he's doing great at it. And his dream was to always be a director slash showrunner, and he's not only doing it, but he's killing it, literally. That was my literally. little dad joke. Um, this is on Disney+. Plus. This is me and Ellie, the new Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Uh, it has Adam Sand Adam Sandberg or sorry Andy Sandberg and John Mulaney voice the Chip and Dale. I just put they make it enjoyable for for the adults. It's a live action that reminds me of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, who actually makes a cameo in that movie. So that's cool. So that's the kind of movie it is, you know, live action. Uh, we watched Muppets Most Wanted. 
I, I always loved the Muppets, and now I've passed on that passion to Elizabeth. So she's a big Muppets fan now, and she keeps quoting Kermit, which is adorable. Um, also on HBO, or I'm sorry, on Disney Plus was the new Obi Wan Kenobi. Started that show. I'm all caught up on that. That's solid. I think People Magazine needs to get it right this year and name Ewan McGregor sexiest man alive. To no doubter. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then on Hulu, this is all the 30 for 30s I've watched like in the past month. Uh, the band that wouldn't die. The Legend of Jimmy the Greek. Silly Little Game. Once Brothers. The Best There Never Was. Big Shot. I Hate Christian Leitner. Hit It Hard. George Best all by himself. Tommy. Say How. 42 to 1. And The Tuck Rule. And those are, like I said, all in the last like two weeks. I've just been burning through. Because Claire will fall asleep and I just stay up and watch yeah. 30 for 30. Yeah. And I'll let you do your watching, and or, or do I just finish up with my listening? I can do my watching real quick. All right, then I'll um, do listening. So, while I've not seen, like, that many great all-time movies, I am a sucker for, like, shitty, like, I don't know, like, like, government conspiracy or government, like, politics type, like, House of Cards is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, anything like spy related, like the Bourne series, some of my those favorite all, movies. Yeah, those are all good. All time. So I thought you were going to say a shitty movie. <clears throat> no, I watched both Jack Reacher's, um, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise, which a little disappointing. Yeah, they were okay. Um, and then I watched Reacher the series, which is much more in tune with what yeah. who Jack Reacher was in the books. I like that. I I have read book the Re- Jack Reacher books. You read them all? Not all, but oh, I've I was read some. Say, I thought there's a shitload. No, there are. I've read some of them. Yeah. Um, which th- the dude who plays Jack Reacher in Reacher the TV the series was on Blue Mountain State. <laughs> I saw that because I had that. to look him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like the big idiot uh, yeah, jogger, idiot. like an asshole. Yeah. Um, hey, but good for him for not getting stereotyped. Like, that was like yeah. a serious, that was a big role. Yeah. And so, the, the chicken Reacher series is a smoke show, and you see your titties. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> right, you little kid. Uh, I watched, uh, kept on that theme, both uh, Jack Ryan seasons on. I like both those, too. Um Dude, what's his face is such a fucking John Krasinski. Krasinski. I think I like, if I remember right, I think I like season one more. Was that the, like, more Muslim, and then Mm -hmm. season two was, like, Venezuela? Yeah. Yeah, I like season. They were both really good, but I remember season one. I like season one more. So I was reading up. I was like, okay, first thing I do when I finish the series, I'm like, is there a season whatever, the next season? Apparently season three is already in the can, and then they're filming season four. So I'm just waiting for them to release season three. Please. Yeah. Uh, and then I've never seen Sicario, and I'll watch Sicario. You watch the second one? Uh-uh. I was tried, but I couldn't watch it for free. I had to, like, rent it for, like, four bucks, and I just didn't feel like doing it. Dude, I love that guy. Um, Benicio Del Toro? <laughs> no, um, Tyler Sheridan, the guy that wrote it. Oh, yeah. He's he, he, was the, he was the guy from Sons of Anarchy. He was the sheriff. Yeah. And then he got his start, like, writing and directing, and yeah. I think he and he wrote both of them. And then, uh, didn't he do like, Yellowstone? Four, yeah, he's a co-creator of that. Yeah. He's made high, Hell or High Water, yeah. which is really good. That's about, like, Texas bank robbers. Yeah. And then he made uh, Wind River, and that's what he wrote and directed. And that was yeah. really, that was about, like, a, a girl getting kidnapped off, like, native land and right. having to discover her. So he makes yeah. really good movies. Yeah. Sicario's badass. It's about, like, Mexican hitman and shit. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like Emily Blunt's character. She was just, like, have you you've seen it, obviously? Mm-hmm. She's like, we don't do things like this. I'm like, bitch, obviously you're on another fucking level. Yeah, like, of ignorance. Like, just stop with the whole moral and upright act. Like, these dudes are doing shit that, 
And then this final scene where he tracks down the dude who killed his wife and kids, and he sits down at the dinner table. Dude, that was dude, brutal. Was so fucking badass. Yeah, I was going to say the opening scene when they're at that movie mm-hmm. and they find him in the walls, and then yeah. that dinner scene where he goes to his house and he like they're all at a dinner table outside, dude. and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be good. Dude, so quick. He's just like, mm-hmm. and fucking takes That's out it. his wife and kids, and then he saves him for last. That's brutal. So fucking cool. Um yeah, so that's everything I watched. You, you would like the second one. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And then, of course, I watch BB, uh, BB Canada. And then <laughs> what else did I watch? There's probably a couple other things I watched. And I, I, oh, yeah. I talk, it's oh, been so long, dude. dude that's I, watched, I was just trying to think of what I've watched recently. Yeah, um, I just love, like I said, I love anything CIA, spy, anything like that. I watched, uh, I watched Zero Dark Thirty again. I've seen it like three that's or four really times. Good. It's really good. Um, and then I think it's like 16 hours on Benghazi, 12 hours, 12 hours, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I watched that With again. John Krasinski. Such a fucking <laughs> hog, bro. And then I'll, like, I'll, I'll be on TikTok and I'll watch like somebody will post like an old office clip. I'm like, that dude has had a major glow up. You know, he, he auditioned for Captain America and it was between mm-hmm. him and Chris Evans and it was a real toss up. And he tells another story like, uh, maybe it was Thor. Like he, he auditioned for Thor too. And like, he's sitting down, like waiting to go in and then Chris Hemsworth like walks in out with his shirt off. He's like, all right, I'm done here. Yeah. He's like, all right, well that guy <laughs> yeah. just fucking got the part. He's like, all right, yeah, no, we're good here. Dude, that new Thor movie looks really good yeah. too. I gotta yeah. go see that. I want to see Top Gun because I love the original so much. I've heard it's really good. I've heard it's really it, good. It was his biggest box open, box open, box office opening of all time. And that's crazy to think with all the Im- exactly. Mission Impossible films he's yeah. done. He's just bo- all he's, the films. He's, he's like a Genuine A-lister, like, you know, like, counted in the bank guy. Yeah. guy. I think, going back to the Jack Reacher stuff, I liked Tom Cruise's acting better than the other dude in the series, but I think the dude in the series is more, well, is closer to what Jack Reacher. Yeah, Jack Reacher's six foot five, 270 pounds or whatever. Yeah, but. And then little Tom Cruise steps up, and get the fuck out of here. I know you're a badass, you know, you're in great shape, but. Uh, but his acting same. was better. He's obviously a better actor than right. the boy. This other guy's just a meathead who who looked the part. Yeah. Who could act a little. Yeah. But, yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise is... And I've always liked Tom Cruise. I don't care what people say, dude. Have you seen the series? He's ser- crazy, but I like him. Have you seen the Reacher series? Mm-hmm. Oh, you've seen it? Okay, cool. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, me too. All right. What am I listening to? Yep. This is one I recommended to you. Yeah, I've never uh, listened to anything about Albert Fish ever fucking yeah, again. Yeah, so it's Murder in America. And it's a true crime podcast that takes a state-by-state look at the most infamous homicides across the United States of America. And Jack, or I'm sorry, Jack Reacher, Albert Fish was New York, right? Yeah. And if you don't know, I would start, well, I would, actually, I wouldn't start with that one because you'll never listen to it again. No. He was probably, probably the worst dude to ever live. Like, I'd, I'd put him ahead of Hitler. But he took no, it took no skill to do it when he was doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but what he did was just shooting horrific. fish in a barrel, bro. There's no he cameras. Yeah, There's no fucking right. DNA. You're right. Yeah, we talked about the golden this era. Is golden for, era of serial killing, dude. But what he did to to people, especially like boys, was was very horrendous. And like special needs people. Yeah, like he, he picked. Yeah, the, that's what he picked was black people and special needs because he figured no one would no one care or miss them. That's the same reason. Up. Same reason, like modern day or closer to modern day killers pick prostitutes. Yep, you're right. Because no one would, would miss them or no one would report them missing. Yep. But, yeah, they have a whole bunch of cases uh, from all across the country. So it'll say the state and then a little case about mm-hmm. it. So there's a whole bunch to pick from. And I, I really like that one. Um, this one's called Heidi World. It's the Heidi Fly story. 
and it says how an ambitious L.A. girl, Heidi Fleiss, rose to become a Hollywood madam in the early 1990s and how she fell into the hands of America's sexual hypocrisy, a kaleidoscope look at sex, drugs, glamour, and corruption in Los Angeles. So she was basically like pimping them hoes. Mm -hmm. And what happened to her was kind of fucked up because she ended up getting, you know, like the worst of it while all the Johns got off scot-free because it was like the biggest hitters in Hollywood, you know, were her clients. I mean, there was women getting like $5,000 for a blowjob, so you know they had like expensive clients. Uh, this one's called the Superhero Complex. It's called when, uh, when Darkness Falls Over Seattle, a mass crusader emerges from the shadows. His name, Phoenix Jones. A charismatic cage fire, hell-bent on ridding the streets of crime. Uh, welcome to the world of real-life superheroes, ordinary people who put on outrageous costumes and head out into the, who head out to fight crime. Uh, Phoenix's team of superhero sidekicks have all turned against him. They say he's no hero, and in 2020, it's Phoenix who finds himself in the wrong side of the law. So, is Phoenix a model citizen fighting for a better world, or is he a fraudster who used a superhero identity to disguise his own crimes? And then this one's called Will Be Wild. It was an eight-part documentary series about the January 6th insurrection. And it has a lot to read here. But it just goes in-depth about all that. This one's White Eagle. I think this is my last one. Uh, on a balmy evening on late September 1983, 25-year-old armored truck driver sets in motion one of the largest cash heights in U.S. history. White Eagle is a story of that robbery. Join investigative journalist and best-selling true crime Arthur M. William Phelps, as he untangles one of the most fascinating crimes in modern history and searches for a man who eluded federal authorities for nearly four decades. Mm. All of these are on Spotify. Sounds good. Um, I've been uh, getting my conspiracy theory hat back on and really digging back into the Las Vegas shooting, the massacre at oh. Mandalay Bay. Dude, that's something. <sighs> Um, so I've been listening to, there's a podcast called the conspiracy theory of everything. It's cool dynamic. It's like an ex-boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're still really cool. When they started a podcast talking about conspiracies, um, there's one called, I mean, it's possible. Um, there's another one called tinfoil hat with Sam Tripoli, who's a stand up comedian. And that's like, when I want to get really wild, he's like, <laughs> I mean, lizard people, the whole nine yards, it's pretty cool so he's out there yeah he's out there um uh let's see i think i mentioned it last time mile higher podcast yeah um, yeah that was the one that had um the armored tank guy yeah yeah um theories of the third kind they talk conspiracies paranormal just Man, all kinds of really cool been stuff. diving yeah. in this is all yeah. conspiracy podcast um and you know, i don't want to tell you guys this but i'm already starting my uh Fantasy football podcast. Oh, you butthole. Yeah. So well, well, wait till we get off air and give me all the details. No. Uh, starting that and then, you know, uh, anything Cowboys, like about them Cowboys now in the offseason, this is a really dead time, but they still do it like once a month. Um, so I'm listening to that. Um, and then with all the soccer going on, um, Scuffed podcast, uh, they cover U.S. soccer. Um, let's see, the Yank Report. <laughs> Uh, the Yank Report, they, they do uh, U.S. stuff. And Soccer We Trust is a soccer pod, uh, U.S. podcast. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Um, but before we get out, I want to play a clip that was probably 
put the biggest smile on my face, and I've shared it with you, and uh, oh, with shit. you and uh, and uh, and uh, Alex. But uh, let me see if I can get this to work. Hopefully I heard this on the radio. Insane. Let's too. go to the fence. Let's go to Dan in Connecticut. Lovely place. Damn it. Um, See you on a five hundred phone. Come on now. Uh, What's going on, Dana? All right, sorry. Blow everybody's eardrums out. Insane. Let's go to the fence. Let's go to Dan in Connecticut. Lovely place here on a five hundred phone. And this is from the Pat McAfee show for those who don't know, but this is one of the greatest like minute and a half clips ever to be produced on television slash podcast. What's going on, Dano? Oh, what's up, Pat McAfee? Dan, you are too young to listen to this show. I can tell through, I think, how old are you? I'm not Dan, I am Owen. Matt. Owen, how old are you? He's so different. I am at eight and a half. Oh, hey, eight and a half. If you're telling us you're half age, you're too young to be listening. That's, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> What's on your mind, Nick. pal? What do you want to talk about, Owen? Um, I want to talk about how inspiring this show is oh, and how Owen. you're inspiring this whole entire world with how you're talking so about yeah. sports. He brings you in. And how you're talking about your life experience. Thank you, Owen. Owen, thank you. Love you, Owen. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Owen. Owen. I'm taking oh, And sh- also, fuck Boston. <laughs> <laughs> If you're still listening, Owen, you're inspiring. Best kid ever. Oh, and the way you talk about <laughs> sports is inspiring. Yes. I, I didn't know eight and a half oh. could do that. Is wow. That- Shout out that time, that time. Yeah. Hey, I haven't seen the split the, the split screen reaction with AJ Hawk. Oh, I'm sure they lost AJ it. Hawk was like, what the fuck's going on? No, he was on um he's the defending champion of G Bag of the Day. He, he's G Bag of the Year. He's gotta be. <laughs> he's gotta be, yeah. He's gonna make five time. He's gonna so be. So I didn't dominated. know, but Boston Connor is on the show. He's the dude. Oh, I thought he was saying the town of Boston. No, Boston Connor. He he's the guy at the beginning who's like uh, you're too young or whatever. He's oh, he was talking about individuals. Yeah. Say fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Oh in the hell show. yeah, that's even better. <laughs> I thought he was like from New York, and he's like no, fuck Boston. No, he's talking about Boston. So that Connor. Owen kid gets down on yeah. that show. Yeah, he's a he he's a regular listener. He knows, or he has a dad or an <laughs> uncle. That he knows his dad's like yeah. He's like sitting there by the phone. Oh shit, he's so proud of him. But yeah, I, I just had to play that because man, it it made me smile because uh, I love Pat McAfee. Man, I think everything he's done. Uh, you know, with his podcast. Didn't and, he leave football when he was kind of like still good? Yeah, he's still good. And, and people are like, what are you doing? Like, you have a career here. And he's like, I'm going to go into broadcasting. Yeah, here. and he's uh, he's a former soccer player and stuff like that. So Wait, I thought he was a punter. He, he was. Oh, you mean before? Before, yeah. I yeah. got you. Like and in high school, like he was like a top recruit. And is he like part owner of Barstool? Uh, doesn't he have he, a connection? I don't think he's affiliated with Barstool. Oh, I thought he... I think he's just a Pat McAfee show. Oh, well, good for him. He's got his own thing. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I just thought that was really that was really cool, really funny. I shared it as soon uh, as soon as uh, I found that with you and Alex in the group chat. But um, I think that's going to be it. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, man, it feels good to be back. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging in there. Uh, hanging with us. Uh, we're going to get back on a schedule. I know we'd say oh, that. Yeah, Famous well, last totally. Words. We'll totally be back in two weeks. Don't <laughs> two worry weeks. about it. 
Oh, man. But uh, uh, thanks, everybody. But for Matt. And I'm Andrew. We're out. <laughs>